everyone it is episode 100 of thirst and goal ben do you have some sound effects for us for episode 100 <laughs> your favorite sound that's, effect that's what i was waiting for <laughs> the corniest sound effect of all yes exactly to celebrate episode 100 ben how are you doing i am well can you believe that we made it to episode 100 i would not I've... have guessed it I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But I still love doing this just as much on episode 100 as I did on episode number one, where we had that cheap microphone. Uh, we actually didn't have any of this stuff on the table. You I mean you've you've really upgraded everything, Ben? Since then, yeah, the setup and breakdown job. was a lot easier back it, then. It was. There was a lot less going on. <laughs> it was just a computer and a microphone. There's a lot more wires now all across the table. These fancy mics. You got the computer in front of you. We got the TV. We had the big board at the beginning. No more big board. We're high tech now. It took yeah. a while, but yeah. we're high tech. No more handwriting the agenda. Yeah. <laughs> on, although I do miss the big board in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess we don't need it anymore. That is true. But I used to lean up on the side of our outdoor studio here. We record this studio or this podcast mm-hmm. outside every single week where podcast should be recorded and football should yeah, be but played. How do you feel though, Ben? How do you feel about making it to episode 100? I'm blown away. I am blown away. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it I mean it's something that I look forward to each and every week even in the off season actually, especially in the off season. Mm-hmm. Uh it's just so much fun to do. Uh you know, every week we give you all the NFL news that you could possibly want. We break down all of the games and we do a whiskey or a scotch or a bourbon or a rye review every single week and a beer review. Uh, we bring that to you every single week and I look forward to it. I've learned so much about the game that I didn't know. And thanks to Frane, I have learned so much about the bourbons, the rise, and especially the scotches. Well, I've brought you things that I did not know. I've brought you around to that band back in 2018 when we started this podcast. You weren't a brown drinker. You didn't I wasn't. really care for whiskeys nope. or, or, or bourbon, rye, scotch, cognac. You didn't really, it was, you were a gin guy. And that was pretty much it. You wanted gin, and you're still drinking gin. And what are you actually drinking today, Ben? I'm drinking the Plymouth gin from the United Kingdom. It's a beautiful, beautiful dry summer, or sorry, dry winter mm-hmm. gin. I actually it's chilly burned, I burned some rosemary on the table, got the rosemary in a nice flame, blew it out, put the glass over top of the smoldering rosemary to smoke up the glass and get that flavor into the glass. A little bit of lime, a little bit of tonic, and a sprig of fresh rosemary. It was a sight to see. Really, really good. What are you drinking over there? Uh, tonight, Ben, I am continuing to drink the Sazerac Rye. I thought it would have killed it a few weeks ago, but there's still a little bit left in the bottle. So a little bit of Sazerac, a little bit of Coke, and a little bit of club soda. But 100, Ben, damn it. Can I you can't believe, believe it? it. I can't. So you have to bear with us, folks. Uh, you know, it may be a... An interesting episode tonight yep. because, you know, we've been doing this since November of 2018, finally broke 100, which is actually pretty impressive because if you go back in time, it's December of 2020. We ha- That just demonstrates we have missed very few weeks yeah. in between uh, the start of this podcast to today. And all of the weeks that we missed were for a very, very, very good reason mm-hmm. or reasons. Uh, and we actually... Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we taste a scotch, a bourbon, a rye every single week, and we give you our reviews. We actually got a nice uh, r- a scotch on the yes, table tonight ben. to celebrate our 100th 
episode, I bet Frane the last two weeks and lost <laughs> miserably on stupid bets. Uh, this week, I bet that Taysom Hill would throw for two touchdowns. I was close. He ran for two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frane bet that he would not do so, two or more touchdowns. I figured he would run or rush for a, for a couple of touchdowns. I figured he would because he usually does during the game when he's not the quarterback. But when he is the quarterback, the same shit because he's almost a running back as a quarterback. Um, but he, he had some okay numbers in that game. Not bad. Uh, but you still lost the bet, Ben. And I think you were... You were still planning on getting a very fancy whiskey for the show for episode 100. Gotta do it. Thank you, Ben. You got the Glenn Farkless 21-year-old single malt scotch whiskey. Do you want to sample it on the show yeah, right let's, now? Yeah, let's, let's, let's give it a shot. Yeah, let's, it's, let's it's been uh, breathing here. It's been, it's been breathing just for a about, little bit. For about 20 minutes. Hey, so, so our apologies to the folks out there that usually don't tune in for the, the beer and whiskey yeah. <laughs> review portion of the show that usually starts about halfway through. Now you're going to have to bear with us tonight, so we apologize, uh, but we're just so excited for episode 100. And, and we'll drink this. I mean, we, we're drinking our usual drinks on the table, but this is something that we'll be sipping on throughout the show. And Ben, cheers to you. Cheers to episode 100. Let's uh, let's give this a sniff. Oh, it smells nice. It smells really oh, nice. Oh, man, that's a ni- it's like nice, sweet, fruity. I mean, smooth, no oh, alcohol yeah. burn at all, which is something you wouldn't expect for something that's been... In the barrel since 1999. Getting the fruit and the nuts. What were you doing in 1999, Ben? I mean, that was such a long time ago. I was preparing to move to California. (laughs) I actually was. I moved to California in the summer of 1999. Uh I was crying under my mother's oak tree in the front yard (laughs) as I was preparing to, you know, uproot myself from New York, where I spent the 29 years previous to that, and drove out here with my vehicle. Uh, to move out here. I've been out here for 20 plus years, uh-huh. 20, 21 years. So yeah, that's unfortunately, or fortunately as the case may be. And as you were crying under that tree, they poured this into a barrel yeah. and started aging. Exactly. <laughs> that's actually, that is thinking about it that way. That yeah. is pretty shocking. And it just sat there in the barrel for all those years. They finally poured it into the glass or into this, uh, this nice little glass. Well, actually we had the Glenn Farkless, uh, tenure on the yeah, yeah. show. Earlier this year, it was one of our um, remotely recorded podcasts, and yep. that tenure was good. It's highly oh, yeah. rated, and this 21 is also high, highly rated as well. Yeah, I get the fruit. I get the nutmeg. That's a nice little bottle. It's a fat little bottle. Ooh, it's nice. Oh, yeah. Want to give it a taste? Yeah, let's give it a taste, Ben. Oh, nice. Nice mm. and smooth, but with a nice body to it. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's got more flavor and more bite than I expected. It's got a little there's bit of a spice. A little bit of spice finish. at the finish, which which I'm shocked that there's that that much spice on the on the finish, but it's extremely smooth. Oh yeah, I mean you could probably pour like a full glass of this and just pound it like you would water almost. It's yeah, like, it's, it's just, almost so smooth. It's uh, Scottish mm. sweet tea. Yeah, forty three percent alcohol by volume. Yeah, so we'll be sipping on this throughout the show. But thank you, Ben, for getting this delicious scotch. For our 100th episode. Yes. I can't believe that we made it to 100. Yeah, yeah, I know. And we're actually, uh, well, actually, why don't we just tell you or tell everyone out there what we're actually going to talk about tonight? Uh, because we, we may meander as we get through this episode because we're just so excited, or at least I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Franny, what is on our agenda tonight? Tonight, Ben, on the big board. We have our NFL news as usual. We have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We have our NFL Week 11 recap and Week 12 picks and your betting lines, Ben. We've uh, 
we've sort of combined everything with the betting corner it's as, a we go, as we go through the games. <laughs> we'll also go through the betting lines as yeah, well. For sure. And we also have our shot of the week, Ben, which is for the Pittsburgh, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers who continue to stay undefeated. And as long as they do, we will continue to make these spicy shots, which Ben definitely enjoys. And it is the Heinz Field Fury for I can't tonight. Wait. And what's in that? Uh, tonight it is the um, the absolute papar with the uh, sriracha infused uh, bloody mary mix. So it should be a nice spicy shot. Ben, you know we could have poured a little bit of one fifty one on there and just lit Ooh. it on fire. That would have been that uh, would have been nice. I would have done it. Well, yeah. we we can always do that we before we take the shot. We can still do it. And uh, we also have our beverage of the week. We're not only drinking the Glen uh, Farkless 21, we also have the Hickory Hill Rye Whiskey, single barrel rye whiskey. And me and Ben are big rye fans. We actually prefer the rye over bourbons. We just like that spice that rye gives us. And we also have our beer of the week, which is very local. And it is from Angel very, City. Very it's Angel City's IPA, I believe. Yep. I'm surprised we yep. haven't had that before on the show. And we also have some housekeeping to finish up the show. All right, friendly. What's first up on the big board? First up, Ben, we have the NFL news. Oh, some sad, sad news coming out of Detroit Rock City. The Detroit uh, Lions put an end. It's not sad. I think it's good news for a lot of Detroit fans out there. Yeah, well, I don't. I mean, they haven't won a championship since I think Ever. about 1959 in the did old they? before did before the merger. Before did the they? merger, yeah. Did they? Yeah, it was like 1957 or 58, 59, somewhere in there. Hmm. Uh, never been to a Super Bowl. I thought the Eagles won around that time. <laughs> they, well, they also won around 2017. Well, I know that, but I mean, before, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a long wait. But it's been a long time. Uh, so the Lions put an end to the Quintricia era on Saturday, firing GM Bob Quinn and head coach Matt Patricia two days after the team's 41-25 Thanksgiving loss, uh, penalty after penalty after penalty to the Houston Texans. A four-time Super Bowl champ with the New England Patriots, Quinn replaced Martin Mayu as the general manager in 2016, and two years later brought his friend Matt Patricia to Detroit. The two were tasked with elevating the Lions from their perpetual state of mediocrity to a perennial playoff contender and instead brought more despair to a franchise that has not won a playoff game since 1992. Since oh, just a, since before that went in that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> since before it went in that bottle. Uh, the Lions went 13-29-1 with Quinn and Patricia in charge and are in the midst of their third consecutive losing season. Uh, Franny, what say even, you about Even Barry Sanders needs to retire sooner than usual yeah. after playing for that terrible organization. Yeah, he'll tell you it was for some other, yeah, yeah, you know, for some I other reason. But anymore. I'm done. My health football. is more important than, than sucking it, <laughs> sticking it up for the next 10 more years of my career. But Franny, what do you think about Matt Patricia? All uh, that success uh, I mean, in New England finally well, on his way out. A lot of success over there, but there's a man by the name of Bill Belichick over there. There uh, is. And that's why they found all the success, and it's not because of Matt Patricia. Uh, a 13-29-1 record for him that's over the bad. past, what, bad. two and a half seasons or so? <laughs> that is just so bad. <laughs> that's terrible. You could almost is, send the players out there alone yeah, and just say, I just play. do play what football. you got to do. You know, play you know, street ball. Yeah, let, let the quarterback <laughs> call the plays, let the defensive captain call the plays, and yep. you might do better than that. I feel bad for Matthew Stafford. You know, he's, oh, he's an man. underrated quarterback in this league. He's underappreciated. And it's because it's just bad management, bad coaching. I mean, it's, it's, um, I mean, they have enough talent on that team. And actually, their record is not horrible. It's not horrible, but still, 
I mean, after two and a half seasons, you would think yep. he'd be able to turn around that organization, but he has not been able to do so. You have your centerpiece at the quarterback position, and you build around that, and he has not been able to build around that at all. It seems like they've gotten uh, you know a little bit worse, actually, since he took over. As bad as they are, they seem. it seems like they've gotten worse. Yeah, I mean, they haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher since, again, before that Glenn Farkless 21 mm-hmm. went in that bottle. Uh, even when they do have, like, when they had Carrion Johnson, and they've had some other running backs along the way, even when they have the potentiality to do that, they still are unable to do so, uh, not able to run the ball. Game before this, just mistake after mistake after mistake. There were those, you know, two or three consecutive false starts mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter that just essentially ended that game. Uh, but not only do they play poorly, they're poorly coached and poorly disciplined, yep. uh, committing penalties. Not on the same page, quarterback not on the same page with his receivers, defense not on the same page with the secondary, with the line, and the linebackers not on the same page. And I just don't know what, what can Detroit do. What can they do to right this ship? Is is it possible, or is this team just, you know, is it just cursed? Is it is it is it, is it the know. is it the Cleveland Browns? Is it the the L.A. Clippers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, where you just might as well just hang it up. Yeah, I mean, you know, to lose twenty to nothing to. The Panthers, who you know have a quarterback that was playing in the XFL not that long ago, you lose twenty to nothing there, and then you get blown out by the Texans. You know, I mean, the Texans are not a spectacular team this year. I mean, they have a lot of talent on not that. Unless team they're as playing well. the Jaguars, and I mean, they lost their coach early in the year for the same reasons. Um, but you know, it, it's it's just uh, it's been a complete failure with Matt Patricia. It was worth a try, but you know, I think they still should have gotten rid of him a little bit sooner, maybe at the beginning of the season. Just you know cut ties with him and hire another coach, get, you know, one of these young guys. Uh, that's you know? a, I think they have to. I think they really should bring in a young yeah, GM. These, these retreads that they always yeah. bring in. I mean, Matt Patricia, same thing. I mean, they think just because you find a whole bunch of success elsewhere, you're going to find a success under that coach. You know, it's just, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, take a chance. I mean, take a chance on a Cliff Kingsbury. Take a chance on a Matt Rule. Take a chance on a Mike Tomlin who was, uh, you know, in his, you know, in his Sean 35, 30, whatever he was when he, when he was hired by the Steelers. Take a chance on one of these younger guys. Mm-hmm. Bring, you know, a Joe Douglas type in. Although I'm not sure maybe if Joe Douglas is any good. Uh, we'll give him a couple years uh, to figure it out. Uh, but bring in a younger GM and a younger coach. And, and just, you know, not because they're younger necessarily, but because, it's new ideas. you know, we need new ideas in that city. They need new blood in that city. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Stafford's career is getting, it's getting towards yeah. the end of his career. He's been in the league for, what, 12 years now? 12, 13 years, somewhere around there. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have that much more football to play. Um, you know, I'd say I would still say he's one of the top ten quarterbacks in the league right now. Um, with the talent that he has on that team, if, just imagine if he had a, a great running back or if he had some better receivers out there. Um, this is a team that could, you know, be the best in that division. Yep, they just need to find the best, you know, a better coach because you know Matthew Stafford. If you compare him to anybody else, any other quarterback in the division, I mean, you know, basically Aaron Rodgers is the only better quarterback right now. Chicago, you know, you got Foles, you got Trubisky. You know, in in uh, with the Vikings, you have Kirk motherfucking, motherfucking cousins. cousins. But um, no, I mean they're they're wasting his career. His entire career has been wasted with that organization. They found, you know, their franchise QB, and they have done they've done nothing at all with him. Yeah, and it's really too bad. So Detroit, you know, you have a quarterback that's been so loyal to you. Mm-hmm. You know, show him some loyalty in return because he could have bolted out of Detroit. You know, earlier in his career should've. and a couple years ago in his contract, and he probably should have. Mm-hmm. You know, much like Deshaun Watson should have. Probably left. Yeah, he's been, Houston. The last few games have been. He's, I mean, he's been great this entire season, but these last few games really good. But he he deserves better than what that franchise is giving to him, mm-hmm. and uh, Stafford deserves better as well. Franny, are you ready to move on? Yes, Ben. 
All right. Next up, some sad news, even for me as a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC North. Joe Burrow lost for the season. Uh, you know, it was confirmed this past week that he has both an MCL and ACL tear or mm-hmm. and some other structural damage to his knee. They anticipate that he will need surgery and rehab that will be similar to the injury that Wentz, I believe, was, was it 2017, 2018? Long time ago. Long time he was still ago. a good quarterback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so he may actually be scheduled to return, you know, somewhere around week one, week two, week three of next year. He might not even be ready to go at the start of next season, but this is really sad news for the fans in, in Cincinnati who finally thought they had something after Carson Palmer, their last decent quarterback. Franny, what do you think? Dalton was also decent too. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. They the red a, rifle, they, they, the red they, rifle, not bad. Not they bad. found some success under Dalton. The as Mendoza well. line of the but, NFL, you know, for, you know, for a rookie quarterback, you know, his stats were pretty good. I mean, 2,688 yards, uh, you know, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions, almost a 90 rating at quarterback. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's sad because I did enjoy watching him play, just like I enjoy watching Herbert play. You know, I mean, just watching these young guys come into the league, oh, for sure. and it's like the transition is so simple for some of these guys. And you see these other guys that are rookies come into the league that are you know highly you know rated or whatever out of college, but they just they can't perform to levels that they're expected to. Whereas Joe Burrow really did, and I feel bad for the guy. Uh, and he'll be back, you know, he'll be back strong, but you know, it's just, um, it's just unfortunate that he has to struggle with this behind wall, that terrible offensive line. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, it's just sad. It's sad. It's, I mean, it sucks. I mean, Ben, it's in, like you said, it's your division. I hated to see, you know, Dak Prescott go down with that terrible injury as much Ugh. as I hate the Cowboys. I hate to see this sort of thing happen to these players that show promise. Dak Prescott's not worth 40 million, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see next year. <laughs> but actually, you know, after watching this team, the way they perform, yeah, exactly. maybe getting beat maybe. by the Washington football team on Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I felt, I felt terrible seeing that when I, you know, when I saw him get hit in the knee and just, you know, crumple to the ground, I just felt terrible for the guy. Yeah. I mean, he got sandwiched in there. I mean, it's terrible. It's sad. Even as, like I said, even as a fan of the, of the AFC North Steelers, you know, I mean, dropping him back 45, 50 times a game was a recipe for disaster all season. Uh, Zach Taylor should have known better than to put his quarterback in that precarious situation time and time and time and time again on a team that was going nowhere. Uh, didn't protect him, much like Matt Nagy didn't, hasn't protected a quarterback in his entire tenure in Chicago. You know, he just didn't protect him, and he expected him to drop back and pass, you know, 30, 40, 50 times a game on a routine basis. I mean, that explains all the – I mean, not that he isn't going to be a great quarterback – uh, but he was dropping back to pass far, far too much. Mm-hmm. And not that this was inevitable, but he was certainly putting him in a dangerous, precarious situation week in and week out. So let's hope that in the offseason, uh, because I, I wouldn't be that sad to see Cincinnati move up and have Baltimore in the toilet of that division. Uh, you know, let's just hope he gets back healthy and is ready to go because by, uh, by all accounts, he's a stand up guy. And, you know, his talent speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just too bad. Yeah. Sucks. I mean, it sucks for the NFL. I mean, because you enjoy to watch some of these young guys and how they progress, you know, early on in their career. And, and you know, it's an early end to his first season. Yeah, for sure. Are you ready? I'm ready, on? Ben. I'm ready. Next up, out of <laughs> Why are you so excited? Philadelphia. The I'm e- not that excited. The, is it time to bench Wentz and fire? Potentially. Doug Peterson. The Eagles offense again stalled badly on this past Sunday's loss 22-17 to to Cleveland. 
uh, with another poor performance by Carson Wentz. Wentz is 21 of 35 for 235 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks again. Leads the league, I think, in picks and fumbles. He leads the league in uh, the worst categories, <laughs> yeah, basically. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, his passer rating was just 75.3. The Browns' defense scored nine points, a touchdown off a 50-yard interception return. That was actually nice. Sion Takaki. And later in the game, Wentz was tackled in the end zone by Oliver Vernon for a safety. Well, that was, de- if, that you was just, de- if you just stand there, yeah, yeah, you'll, yeah. Get, you'll get sacked eventually. That was depressing, that safety. Uh, after the game, Eagles coach If you Doug- could see the team's logo under you, you yeah. know you're in the wrong position. <laughs> you're in the wrong place. Uh, Doug Peterson was firm in his backing of Wentz after the game. Uh, when asked if he considered benching Wentz for Jalen Hurts, Peterson replied, the way the game was going and the elements, we were really a score from putting ourselves back in this football game. Yeah. I did not consider that. Yeah, it was raining and it was a pretty, it was a wintry mix, as they like to say. Well, it is uh, November. In Cleveland. <laughs> uh, when asked if Wentz would remain the starter, Peterson did not hesitate. If you get to that spot, whether you don't start him or bench him, you are sending the wrong message to your football team that the season is over and that is a bad message to send, Peterson said. Uh, we have to work through this. When times get tough, sometimes that might be the easy thing to do. This business is about work. This business is about detailing, having ownership. The things I talk about with the team all the time, that is what they have to do as coaches and players. It's not one guy. This sport is bigger than one guy. Well, in football, it's kind of, that might not be the case. Uh, when signed through 2024, listen to this. When signed through 2024, carries a dead cap hit of nearly 60 million dollars in 2021 per spot track a number that falls to 39.5 million in the 2022 offseason that makes it quite difficult to cut him and given the way he's playing few teams would be willing to absorb such a contract in a trade franny what is going on is it peterson is it wentz is it everything what's happening in philadelphia (sighs) if i knew if there was a simple answer to it all ben uh, you know, I'm not sure what it is. Um, you know, Wentz has definitely regressed. Um, I, I from from 2017, where he was an MVP candidate, to now, I just don't know what happened. You would expect a quarterback to get better from that point, but he's only you mean better worse. in their fourth year or fifth year and than in their first. The way year? the way he finished last season, I had hopes, uh, high hopes for Wentz to actually play well this season. He really carried that team. He put them on his back and they won four straight games with backups, with guys you've never heard of before. Uh, but this year, it just seems like he's really just forcing the ball, throwing terrible interceptions, fumbling left and right. Um, you know, in Peterson, he doesn't have an offensive coordinator. I mean, just it, it was a terrible mistake to just have assistants out there and not have actual coordinators and the defensive coordinator. I mean, Schwartz is terrible. I'm not sure exactly why he still has a job. Um, they should have gotten rid of him already. I mean, our defense, I, I mean, I can't get much worse. I mean, you know, it's not great, but it can't get much worse. Yeah, And that's the one thing that's sort of holding the team together a little bit. Yeah, a little is bit. At least but the I mean, defense still, is able to keep you I mean, in the game you know, when you have, uh, you know, the, the, the cornerbacks, you know, eight, 10 yards off the receivers, it's like, of course, like the short passes are always there. Yeah. You know, no matter what you do, they're always there. Um, and you know, our, our, we have a good, you know, defensive line and we have, we can run, uh, we can stop the run pretty well, but our secondary, I mean, you've had, a, I mean, how many years now to fix it and they just have not done it. And it's year after year. It's the same problem. And you know, the fans see it, you know, the Jeffrey Lurie sees, it. I mean, I, I, I just don't know what to say. I mean, I'm just, I'm speechless. It's but like, I mean, is it? I mean, is is Wentz not being put in the right position to, you know, well, to I be mean, successful? Is, I mean, is Peterson's play calling? Well, I mean, they, not, he, you know, he, the offensive line is in bad shape. It, it's, it's it's in and it's, the receiving core was in bad shape. Yeah, it's, most it, of the it's, year, it's as bad as it can be. 
perennial uh, pro bowler Greg Ward. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I mean, you know, why not, you know, roll Wentz out more often? I mean, they just have him standing in the pocket. He looks like a, a deer in the headlights. He looks lost. He's just forcing the ball way that too much down the field. Brutal. That pick six was terrible. Uh, you know, the fumbling, I mean, the sacks, I mean, he, I mean, he's lost more yards on sacks than any other quarterback this year. You know, I mean, you, I mean, you know what the issues are now fix them, but it seems like game after game, it's the same issues over and over again. Like there's, 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 you know, Peterson just doing the exact same thing. Like there's nothing different from ga- from game to game. Yeah. I mean, it would be easy to say, you know, bench Wentz. It's pro- I mean, that, that would be the most obvious place to start, but is it just that simple? I mean, is yeah. Wentz just regressed to the point where he's not going to be a successful quarterback mm-hmm. in the future, or is it the scheme and the injuries you know, coupled with Peterson's poor play calling, poor game management, poor game planning mm-hmm. uh, going into the game. So uh, it, it's a really watching the team every week. I expect that I'm going to tune in and that they're going to have things together. They're going to be that team, you know, like in 2017 and last year when they rallied and they pulled that shit together and they won and they rattled off a bunch of games to get themselves in a playoff position. Uh, but I'm not seeing that from week to week. Every time There's I tune no, in, I expect them to be a little better. No progression. And they're either worse or the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got Goddard back. They had got Jeffrey back in the last game. I know the offensive line is yeah, beat up, Miles but he's Sanders, not alone in that regard. Miles, Miles Sanders, Sanders is, is there. Back. I mean, they have they have the Clement is there. healthy. You know, Clement is healthy finally. Um, you know, Boston Scott is doing whatever he can. I mean, he's a great little running back. I don't think I'd throw uh, the ball again. Also, I just I would just <laughs> and they're scheme the up or scheme up running plays. They're running the ball you know, really well, and they for they the first go away thirty from the plays run. of the game. You know, they go away from the run for some reason. I have no idea why. I mean, Miles Usually Sanders you're behind, averaging. You know, <laughs> yeah, but you, if you run the ball effectively, then you wouldn't fall behind. But it's like you know, you run, 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 and then all of a sudden you just go pass happy. And you know, I mean, Miles Sanders is averaging six yards per carry. Uh, you know, I don't, Boston Scott's probably not too far away from that either. Yeah. You know, Cle- Clement, as much as I liked him back in 2017, um, you know, he's not the same guy that he was. Right. I'm glad that he's still on the team. Um, but I just, I just don't know what it is. I mean, it's, it is extremely disappointing. It's ben, inexplicable. And, and it's inexplicable. Yeah. Definitely is. I mean, um, you know, um, Philadelphia, you know, the media out there, I mean, they're, they're pretty yeah. hot right now. I mean, everyone's pissed off at this team. Jeffrey Lurie is not very happy. Um, there was reports of him. Um, you know, having a heated exchange and practice and leaving the practices early and not even flying out to the game to watch the Cleveland game because he's fed up. I mean, you know, the, the team is just in complete disarray and I don't, I don't know where to begin. And I don't, I don't know where to be begin. an answer. I mean, on the defense, Malcolm Jenkins no longer there to hold that team defensively yeah. together, uh, cohesively. But well, but I, I just can't figure. I mean, because that division is so bad. I mean, the whole I mean, if you had so won bad. the last two games, that you would have a lead that would be almost insurmountable. Yeah, ex- exactly <laughs> for the Cowboys, the Giants, mm-hmm. and the football team. <laughs> uh, but as it stands right now, the football team is in first place yeah. after being written off. You know, week three, week four, just completely written. And I don't off. know why they were they were written off. I mean, they were a game behind, and now well, you didn't expect four wins to be you know to put you in first place in week twelve. Well, you know, well that's true too. But I mean, nobody can win, so yeah, you that's know, they, true. we can only beat each other. You know, it's like the NFC East is, you know, don't even think about being another team. Yeah. Just beat each other and lose every other game. And whoever wins the most division games is going to the playoffs. If you get six division yeah. wins, you're in. You're good. You're good uh, to go. But hopefully they could turn this around. But, I mean, do you think that it, at the end of this season, if this doesn't improve, mm-hmm. uh, Peterson will go? Do you mean, do you think Peterson will go at the uh, end of the season if it doesn't improve? I mean, Wentz, with the with the, the cap numbers? Yeah, I know. I know. It, I mean, it's... But it's, Hurts has no cap number. Yeah. So yeah. regardless of whether you keep Wentz on the team... 
you know, look at New Orleans. New Orleans has got $25 million tied up with Breeze, another $12, $14 million tied up with Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, the, you know, it's not like it's unheard of. Uh, even with the cap hit, if Hurts gives you a better chance to win, you know, you're not paying him anything for the next couple of years. Yeah. Second round pick. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think? Do you think Peterson will go? I don't think they'll get rid of Peterson that easily. I don't think so, only because he did win a Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh, you right, know, a lot, but how a lot much things, how much cachet does that I carry know, a lot in of the present? Are, a lot of things are forgiven if you do win a Super Bowl. Three years ago, well, he was. I mean, and, but he's also made the playoffs since then. Um, and we'll see what happens this year. But if he does miss the playoffs, that'd be you know the second time as the coach that he's missed the playoffs. And um, I don't I don't see him going. I would see Schwartz maybe getting fired. And I would see. Peterson being forced to bring in an offensive coordinator because he definitely needs somebody to call the plays. You know, you be the coach, you take care of the team, but you need somebody else to drop the plays, to scheme, and to call the game because he's not doing a good job calling the game. Whenever they get in the red zone, I am nervous whenever they make it to the red zone because it's going to be a fumble. It's going to be some stupid, you know, Pick, running play. Picked in the, inter- in the end yeah. zone. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just, that, that's what I think is going to happen. I mean, I don't think they're going to get rid of him, but they're going to be, he's going to be forced to make some changes for sure. Yeah, and big changes need to come. And I and I I'm not I haven't given up on Wentz. I mean, I still think he's a solid quarterback. Let's hear what he had to say in a little snippet of his interview. Carson, Doug Peterson was asked just now uh, several questions about potentially benching you and he said he wasn't going to do that, but does it surprise you that this should come up at this point and how do you think you're playing? I mean, first of all, media, I mean, you guys can ask whatever questions you want. So I know that's part of the deal. I know that's it's always a scrutinized position playing quarterback, and that's what I signed up for when I, you know, came out and played quarterback um, going back to high school. So I can take it. I can wear it. It is what it is. Um, well, you didn't get sloppy joes? As, as good as we can as a team, no. Am I playing my best football? No. Um, you know, there's, there's some circumstances out there today that uh, we left some plays on the field, and uh, we'll be critical. We'll go back and watch the tape, but – um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that stuff is what it is. You know, you guys can, you guys can ask whatever questions you want, bring up whatever you want. And for me, I'm just going to put my head down and go to work. Ed and then Jessica Versky. Hey, hey, Carson, it seems like each week we talk about these same things. I mean, why do you think things aren't getting better in your opinion? Um, it's a good question. It's a good question. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it is a good question. <laughs> You got to give some credit to that defense. You know, they, they made some plays, um, no excuses on the conditions, but the, you know, it, it made it tough. And then some of the turnovers and different things, um, you know, we can be better and we can. And, you know, we left some plays out there, but, but they made more than us today. And, um, it's hard to put my finger on exactly what went wrong fully. Uh, I know one of the big ones is third downs. You know, last weekend, this week, we've really struggled on third down and, and finding a way to stay on the field is, um, really been our, you know, our name of the game over the years. And, you know, that's, that's how we need to be as an offense. And we're, we're not sustaining drives and staying on the field. So that's something we're going to have to take a hard look at. Finally, what say you to Wentz's answer? Uh, very scripted. Yeah. <laughs> very scripted. It's the same thing week after week. I'm going to put my head down and get to work. It doesn't look like you've done any work yeah. since game one. It's the same shit in week one as it is in week 10 going on to week 11, you know, or actually week 12. And, you know, they got they have a very tough schedule the next few games. I mean, this one was a must win for yeah. them. They're saying this next one is a must win against the and Seahawks. Cleveland didn't play, which they is, didn't play particularly well. Yeah, they didn't play that Mayfield well. Mayfield did not play well. <clears throat> Running backs, I mean, Chubb and... and, and no, I mean, Chubb had that that long run, well. um, you know, in this third or fourth quarter. I can't remember. Um, but, 
you know, this was a must win for them because they have the Seahawks, they have the Saints, they have who else do they have? I mean, it's it's a very tough schedule for, you know, from Cleveland on, you know, to week, you know, 16. Uh, there's some very tough games um, or week 15. I don't know. But uh, some very tough. What's that? What's that clicking? What's the, oh, clicking? the phone? Oh, there is my phone. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this was a must win because Cleveland is the worst team out of the next few teams that they're going to play. So I don't see them being beating the Seahawks. The Seahawks are the top team or second, maybe first or second best team in the NFC. Then they got the Saints, which are also, you know, first or second top team in the NFC. So that's two losses right there. Maybe, uh, maybe. No, no, it's their losses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a perennial optimist. Yeah, no, but I mean, well, if you were a fan of the Eagles, you wouldn't be right now. <laughs> that's true. Um, but, you know, it's it's just a very tough schedule in a division that was, you know, like you said, Ben, we could have put it a little bit out of reach if you win this game. If, you know, you win, you know, if you beat the Giants, then, you know, you have, uh, you know, five wins instead of the three right now. So, uh, it's it's gonna be, you it's, look like a juggernaut. It's gonna be division. some uh, some tough sledding. <laughs> tough, for, yeah, for the Eagles. I just I would have sure. liked a little more candor there. I mean, blaming the media, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, this is what you guys do. Play, this is what you're saying. The defense played do. well. I mean, okay, uh, but I, I'd like a little bit more yeah. candor. I mean, you're the Eagles. You a have a little more have, crispness. A little bit more crispness on <laughs> offense. Uh, you know, I, it's. It's ugly. Yeah, it is. All right, I guess we can stop beating up the Eagles. Yeah, fuck the. You ready? You ready to move on? all right next is tom brady and the bruce arians romance coming to an end bruce arians bruce arians tom brady criticism that began on mondays after monday's loss to 20 27 to 24 to the rams was still in full swing the following afternoon such criticism was always held behind closed doors in (laughs) new england but brady did not play poorly against a good rams defense in addition or he did play poorly. Uh, in addition to throwing two interceptions, his 48 passes gained only 216 yards or 4.5 yards per attempt. Uh, other than that deep ball, Arian said, I think he's going, turn the page, <laughs> Going, getting a little bit confused out there a few times with the coverage. Uh, that might be because of some inaccurate, inaccurate balls, but I don't see it at all in practice. We're not missing the deep ball in practice, that's for sure. It's just a matter of Sundays or Mondays not hitting them. Uh, Brady needed only a field goal to tie the game when the Bucks got the ball back with two minutes and 32 seconds, and they were desperate to make sure he had that much time, uh, calling timeouts earlier than many would have, and one timeout left. I moved his team near midfield before trying to connect with tight end Cameron Blake Brate on a seam route, despite the Rams having a deep safety. The pass was wildly overthrown and intercepted by rookie safety Jordan Fuller with 149 remaining, and it was Fuller's second pick of the game. Brady has struggled with the deep ball on passes of 20-plus yards in the air. He went 14 for 39 during weeks 1 through 7, but he is 0 for 19 on the same throws in weeks 8 through 11. It's fair to ask why the Bucks are attempting so many vertical passes if that's what they don't do well. Yes and no, Arian said. We've got guys open. We've just missed them. And there are times when coverage dictates you, dictates you go to that guy. I think we could do a better job of utilizing the deep ball in our game plan more or less of. Each and every week is a little different, but when they're there, we need to hit them. We can't have them going off our fingertips, and we can't overthrow them. Brady went one for nine, 18 yards on 15, or one for nine for 18 yards on passes, 15 yards or more downfield against the Rams. Receiver Antonio Brown failed to catch a deep pass. That was just off his hands. Then again, when Brady attempted to throw short, that also backfired. Uh, there were four drops by Bucks running backs that included 
uh, including three by Leonard Fournette. That was a tough drop. Though Arians took issue with characterizing those incompletions as drops. The one to Rojo was was not, Arians said. I mean, that screen hadn't even developed yet. We turned a guy loose on the right side with a mental error and threw the screen way too fast. Uh, Will Arians' public criticism of Brady hurt his relationship? Franny, what say you about what is going on airing the dirty laundry in public for a guy Uh, that's got one playoff win in his entire coaching career? criticizing the guy with nine Super Bowl appearances and six Super Bowl titles. Uh, well, I mean, Bruce Arians has a long career in the NFL. Okay, he has... He has a long career. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't criticize Tom Brady. That, that's one guy that has, you know, six rings on his finger. I wouldn't criticize the guy. But he also hasn't performed that well. I mean, there's a, he has a lot of weapons to throw to out there, and he is really showing his age this year. I mean, I, I didn't think... I mean, he's, look, he's looking like Breeze did last year. Pretty much. Yeah, at the end of the season. Yeah, he's, he's kind of looking like that. I mean, he can, he can still throw the ball long, but he, he's had some ugly plays, like uh, uncharacteristic Tom Brady-type plays. Yeah, I mean, the defense was, I mean, obviously had uh, Brady rattled. I mean, I noticed it during the game. I think we all noticed it during the game that Brady was releasing the ball too not, early. Not getting it protected as well. Yeah, not getting protected as well. I mean, but that's always the game plan for Brady, right? If you can get pressure on him, and if they don't have something schemed up to get the ball out fast, you can beat you know, a Brady, you know, a team with Brady at quarterback. Um, I think he was seeing ghosts out there a little bit. He was letting the ball go too early. But with Arians' one single playoff win in his entire head coaching career, I would say that this is as much on Arians trying to force. I mean, everyone knows that Arians is, I mean, he is a system guy, and he is trying to force Tom Brady into his system rather than adjusting the system in Tampa Bay to fit the Super Bowl winning quarterback that he's got behind center. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only is this childish to air this out there, because this, Tom Brady's 43. He doesn't give a fuck what you say about him. And it's not going to affect him. He's not like a, a rookie or someone looking to get a contract who's going to immediately, you know, run into the run into the facility and start working 16, 18 hours a day because he's scared to death he's going to lose his job. Brady could give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. but I, I, I do feel like this is as much Arian's trying to force Tom Brady into the system that he thinks works best rather than playing to Brady's strengths, which is those short passes, those screen passes, those slants, those, you know, crossing patterns to Gronkowski and the tight ends, and then taking those deep shots when you get them. Yeah. Uh, He's looked a little sloppy, though. He he has. sloppy with some of his throws. He definitely has. uh, But I, 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 I can't help but feel like Arian's has more blame here than than those quotes would would indicate mm. because I, I can't believe that Brady just completely fell off a cliff. Yeah. They looked dominant earlier, then they got spanked, then they, you know, yeah. won a game, then they came back and, and were dominant, then they got spanked. Very inconsistent. Which is surprising for Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, actually. Yeah, but when was the last time he really chucked the ball downfield on a routine basis? When he had Moss? I mean, it, yeah. it's been a while. Yeah. yeah, no, he doesn't really do it that often. I mean, you know, he was he always had that I mean, maybe they should have got Cole Beasley. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? I mean, at least yeah, he can get those. You know, those at least he can go out there and fight for those short yardage. Yeah, you know, five, ten yards down the field, you get those quick passes, especially when you know they're getting pressure on you. You got a scheme for that. Yeah, but you got Godwin, you got Evans, mm-hmm. you've got Gronkowski, you've got Antonio Brown, and I think that's what's in oh, Arians. Antonio yeah, Brown, who's been sticking it up out there. Uh, uh, but you know, <laughs> you know, douchebag. But you know that is that a shot. Uh, I think so. Oh, I think that is so. a shot. All right. Um, well, Friday, why are we doing a shot? 
Uh, Ben, because of our drinking game agreement that we signed in blood, it was a contract on the table. And we both signed it. We we pricked our fingers with a needle and we signed it in Absolutely. blood. Absolutely. If if you say Stand anything, by me style. If you say anything uh, that was a great movie. If you say anything negative about a team in your division, Ben, or Antonio Brown, or any ex player <laughs> of the Steelers, and which which division, Ben? AFC, AFC North. Exactly. You take a shot. Or if I say anything negative about a team in my division, which is the NFC East, or if Sonya who's not on the show tonight. Eventually she will join us. Uh, if she, if she take, or if she says anything negative about a team in her division, which is the NFC West, then she takes a shot. And Ben, you just called Antonio Brown a douchebag. And that was in, it was added to the contract. Yeah. It was actually taped to the contract. Because you got tired of me we having it on the agenda it. every single week, week after week, after week, talking yeah, so we about had Antonio to Brown. You. We had to punish you for that. And so for tonight, our punishment shot, is the bird dog blackberry flavored yeah. whiskey. It's it is, gross it and it's gross. worthy of a punishment shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, with all the talent they've got on that team, I, I think that's the, the thinking in the media, the thinking of Bruce Arians, the thinking of everyone that watches football is that how can they not be more successful with the talent that they've got on the field? But when you have a quarterback like Tom Brady, who's not Patrick Mahomes, I think you got to play to his strengths. And if his strengths at his age are, you know. Cheers to you, man. Cheers. Here we go. You want to break go. a little shot? You got a little shot. I got a little one. You got, you got right, a little right. bit more. I mean, you're the one. It's, it's yeah, your, that's <laughs> true. I'm the one that said you're the one being punished. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mmm. Ah, that's pretty disgusting. That is not my favorite. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to get more of this stuff. Yeah. If it's not your favorite, I have to get more of this. Yeah, get the grapefruit. I, I like the grapefruit. That's why I'm not getting that anymore. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I really think they've got to scheme something up that that's going to work with the skill that Tom Brady has at his age. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Sean Payton does. I mean, Sean Payton completely switched up his game plan from two weeks ago to today because Taysom Hill was a starter. He didn't try to force Taysom Hill to run Drew Brees' game plan. Uh, he, he doesn't even force Drew Brees to run a younger Drew Brees' game plan. Mm-hmm. He schemes up a game plan and offensive play calls that play to the strengths of the quarterback that he has on the field, not the system that he wants to employ. And I think when you see when you when you see what New England did all after all of those years, how the, that offense evolved and continued to be successful over the years, as Tom Brady aged and his skill set changed, I think that's something that Bruce Arians needs to learn to do because this this criticism is unfair because it's just as much on the head coach for not being able to get more out of the talent that they've got on that field as it is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. All right, front of you, you ready to move on? Let's move on, Ben. All right, what's next about a big board? That's mm-hmm. it for the NFL news. That's it? Yep. Oh, my God. That's, I guess we're 42 minutes. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> it exactly. Seemed, it seemed short. Nobody else we got fired. About, we talked about the Eagles for a while there. Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. Yes. Thank you all to our new listeners this Thanksgiving week. Thank you all so much for joining us for the first time. We truly, truly appreciate it. We hope you will stick around for weeks and months and years to come. Since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. And since you're listening, please consider heading to our website, thirstygold.buzzsprout.com. And from there, you can search or search or search Thirsty Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review our show. Uh, please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person that you run into or happen to be interacting with this week. Just tell them about our show, get their phone. Put our podcast in their podcatcher. We would truly, truly appreciate it. And again, also shout out to all of our listeners that have been with us for a long, long, long time. 
We know who you are, and we truly appreciate you as well. So thank you all so much. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our NFL Week 11 recap and Week 11 picks along with the betting line. All right, folks, we'll be right back with our Week 11 recap. All right, and we are back with our NFL Week 11 recap and Week 12 picks. All right, this is the week Friday got it wrong, finally. I usually get it wrong. (laughs) Uh, First up, a game that will live in infamy for the ages. Steelers 27, Jags 3. Franny, what say you about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Moving to ten and zero. Why were against you, a team you that almost beat the? Well, they almost beat the Packers a week before. Yeah, but you were worried at, at the beginning of this game. You're like, oh, fucking Steelers, this and that. I mean, the text messages I get are ridiculous. I mean, Jags I think played Steelers, pretty well. I think the Steelers, Jags played pretty well. Yeah, yeah. They three led, points. They led after, three points. They led after the first quarter. Yeah, that's the only lead they had was that <laughs> three point lead that they had, and you were worried about it. But they and did have a lead, and I think I think the Steelers need to start every game with a ten point lead. That's uh, yeah. We just score on the first drive. Just so you're not worried, yeah. Ben. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, so. I mean, after what the Jags did the week before to you know to your Green Bay Packers, I was a little nervous that they might make a game of this. Uh, but Ben Roethlisberger made sure that did not happen. Thirty-two of forty-six for two hundred sixty-seven yards. Two count them. Two touchdowns and one interception. Meaningless interception in the end zone at the end of the half. Uh, James Conner. Finally, get near 100 uh, with 89 yards in the game. Uh, but Chase Claypool with a touchdown. Eric uh-huh. Ebron uh-huh. with a touchdown. Whose sweater do you have right now, Ben? I do. I'm Whose wearing, name are you I'm wearing, wearing right now? I'm wearing my Claypool jersey exactly. or my sweatshirt right now. Uh, but Deontay Johnson, DJ, comes through with 12 big catches for 111 yards. And on the Jag side, poor Jake Luton will not be starting this week. That's my understanding. And, and it, might not, it might not be Gardner Minshew either. Whoever mm-hmm. their third-string quarterback might be starting. Uh, but Jake Luton, 16 to 37 for 151 yards, zero TC. And you see how many interceptions with the Steelers got right there? Four interceptions. Four interceptions. But Franny, what do you think about the Pittsburgh Steelers? 10 and 0. It is their best start in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. On top of last week. Oh, yeah. exactly. I mean, just getting better and better. And, uh, you know, you got the, the, um, Lamarless. Uh, Ravens on Tuesday. Yeah, whenever they decide that, whenever they decide to schedule the game, whenever, yeah, exactly. whenever the team they is, might push it back. whenever John Harbaugh is ready to play, <laughs> the NFL will schedule the game. So you know, it's looking like it might be eleven and zero, maybe uh, potentially, potentially. Yeah. Uh, but I feel really good about this team. I mean, they put an ass whooping on the Steelers. They were able to move to their second string players there in the fourth quarter, which I appreciated. So I'm going to take a little drink of this. Glenn Farkless, <laughs> 21. Yes, cheers, Ben. Cheers. In honor of the Steelers, you know, what is this? They are seven games short of losing to the Chiefs in the playoffs. Mm. It's growing on me. It's getting better. Ah, man. You had to be born today, and you'll be old enough to drink by the time this bottle was ready. Uh, but yeah, I feel good about the Steelers. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Really, got a little bit of a highlight. You know, we got to play a little bit of a highlight for the Steelers. Well, he's costing them 90 yards today. Luton, deep drop, steps up, uncorks the deep ball. It's intercepted for Edmonds. He's got his second of the day. Terrell Edmonds with two interceptions in this game. The Steelers' defense the gets smile. it done again. But the smile on but your the face, defense, Ben. The defense, the defense, the defense. If the defense could keep playing like this, 
that gives me some hope that we could beat the Chiefs. That's a potentially ten, ten and zero smile uh, right there. But the defense, fine. I mean, the defense has been playing great all year. But Fitzpatrick with another interception. Uh, Terrell Edmonds was back. Mike Hilton is back, mm-hmm. and Edmonds had two picks in the game. But the, the defense was able to stifle the Jags offense that the, the Green Bay Packers were not able and you're all stealing up and I mean you got your Steelers beanie you got your Steelers puffer jacket you got your Steelers sweater right underneath that I mean I just look across the table it's like one big Steelers yeah. logo staring you back know, at it's me it's not very often and, and and never and around the NFL podcast again has to rain on my parade what a terrible podcast that is <laughs> Today saying that, or uh, two days ago saying that the season needs to have an asterisk next to it because it's not fair because these games are getting moved and players aren't playing because they're testing. You know that makes it even more. I difficult, mean, are you kidding though? me? An asterisk? I mean, you should you should be get on your hands and knees and thank the NFL as much as I hate Roger Goodell that this season is happening mm-hmm, exactly. at all. Uh, and they're talking about an asterisk. Are you kidding me? Mm. Uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, next up, oh boy, the Lions. Uh, the demise. Of I don't know how many shutouts. Started. I don't know how many shutouts there have been this year, but I, this, is this the first one? Yeah, there haven't been that many. There have been that many. Uh, but the Lions zero. The Carolina Panthers with PJ Walker behind center twenty. Uh, Carolina Panthers go to four I mean, it's seven. Really difficult to get zero points in the NFL. I mean, even yeah. a field goal. Even for, field even for goal. the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, even uh, what was it—the game where the Bucks kicked the field goal because they were getting—they were about yeah. to get shut out. They're like, we don't want to get shut yeah. out. Fuck this. So kick the field goal. Uh, but PJ Walker, Philip Walker, 24, 34 for 258 yards and one count it. I mean, an hour one of touchdown. football and you can't yeah. get a t- like a point on the board. <laughs> I, I mean, 60 minutes yeah. of football and you can't, you can't score. get it to the 30 yard line. Yeah. Uh, they played in Carolina and it was a fairly good weather. So you didn't need to kick in bad weather. They could have at least got three points. Uh, but PJ uh, Walker, a guy who I yeah, wanted man, the Steelers to pick that. up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teddy B, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be back for this next game. But Philip Walker played for the X, played in the XFL, uh, played for Matt Rule in college, which is probably why they went out and picked him up. Uh, but he, you know, two interceptions, but he was able to drive the team down the field to put points on the board. On the other side of the ball, poor Matt Stafford, 178 yards on 33 attempts, no touchdowns, no picks in the game. Uh, but on the ground, Adrian Peterson, 18 yards. Carryon Johnson, 17 yards. Poor Matt Stafford managed five yards on the ground, uh, but this is this is just pathetic. I mean, I, I I mean the Lions sitting at four and six. Earlier this year, we had hopes that the Lions potentially could make a run at that seventh playoff spot in the NFC, but it the wheels are off the cart. The toboggan has you know the toboggan the toboggan has the toboggan has no <laughs> wax. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, whatever analogy or metaphor you want to come up with, the 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 Lions are in free fall. They fired Matt Patricia. Uh, but what do you think about the Panthers? The Panthers, you know, win a game without their starting quarterback. The team appears to be playing well together. They're a cohesive unit. And I think that they have a reason to be hopeful in Carolina. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, even with a backup quarterback, even though he played, a, you know, he played better than expected, actually. Um, you know, they definitely do have some to look forward to in that division, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it's just too bad for the Lions. I mean, we talked about it earlier, but Wow. I mean, the fans, I mean, can, can that city suffer anymore? Good God. Let's get something. Maybe the Pistons will win this year. Something. Or the Red Wings. Something. Uh, next up, oh, New England Patriots fall to four and six. Texans go to three and seven, 27 to 20 in Houston. Texans prevail. Franny, what do you think about the Texans just putting an ass whooping 
on the game was yeah. not this close. Yeah, no. Uh, on the Patriots at home after the Patriots looked like they had some promise the last yeah, couple of weeks. A little bit of traction maybe, but no, it didn't happen. And, uh, you know, I like I said, I mean, I actually chose the Patriots to win this game because I said, you know what, I'm not betting against Belichick again. Still, but I did. I still didn't. a smart decision. And, and yeah, it is, I guess, but they still lost the game. And, uh, you know, I didn't really catch too much of this one. But uh, the Texans, you know, three and seven here, and they moved on to four and seven in the following game. Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson again with another great game, 28-37 for 344 yards, and count them, two touchdowns, another touchdown on the ground. Uh, didn't run the ball a whole hell of a lot in this game, uh, but Brandon Cooks with a great game, 85 yards. Jordan Aikens with a, a pretty good game, uh, 83 yards. And Kiki Kuti with a touchdown, and Randall Cobb off the scrap heap with a touchdown. But Cam Newton finally let you know let the ball loose, 26 of 40. 365 yards, damn near 400 yards, and one touchdown in a losing effort. Rex Burkhead lost for the season. He will not be back this season. Uh, but do you think the Patriots are done? Do you think they are yeah. cooked yeah. this year? Yep, I think so. I mean, with, with the way that division is, is is shaping out right now with the Bills and the Dolphins even uh, playing well, uh, I don't think they have any sort of chance of sneaking into the playoffs. And did you think that the precipitous the fall would be this precipitous, you know, uh, this year to, to last I, year? Well, there was a lot of people. They lost a lot of pieces, um, you know, not just Tom Brady, but on the defensive side of the ball, too. And, uh, you know, I, I expected them to, you know, be somewhere around where they are right now. Yeah, with Patrick Chung opting out and, and Hightower opting out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were shorthanded on defense, but I, I did expect Belichick to put together a 500 season somehow, some way. Uh, potentially finish nine and seven, and they still might do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but next up, the game of the week, by all accounts, Titans at the Ravens. The the Titans prevail in overtime, thirty to twenty four over the hapless Baltimore Ravens. This was a great game, a physical game all the way. That the Titans came to play and prove that they are the stronger team. They are the more physical team. They are the team that wants it more. Ryan Tannehill, twenty two of thirty one for two hundred fifty nine yards, and count them. Two touchdowns, one pick in the game. But Henry, they got to come up with a better nickname for uh, Derrick Henry. King Henry. King James is taken. Sorry. Come up with something more originally. You know, Henry the Great. I don't know. Come up with something else. But King Henry is a ridiculous nickname. Get something better. I know you have have it in you down there in Tennessee, but that nickname is terrible. Uh, But Derrick Henry, 133 yards on the ground, Mm -hmm. 28 carries. Most of that coming in the second half. And in overtime, Lamar Jackson, 17 of 29 for 186 yards, one touchdown, one pick in the game. J.K. Dobbins with a TD on the ground. Mark Andrews with a touchdown through the air. But what do you think about the Titans? The Titans beating Baltimore at home in overtime after John Harbaugh got his underwear all up in a bunch again. The Harbaugh brothers are a very, very sensitive couple of guys. I feel like their mother, <laughs> their mother was was very attentive, and they're not used to not getting what they want. Uh, he was squabbling with Mike Rabel before the game, refused to shake his hand right? after yeah. the game. Did he get an argument with some of the, yeah. the players on the sideline? Yeah, it's, it's, it, the Harbaugh's are, they have a very, uh, what do they call it, a red ass. Very, very they're childish. Very, very childish behavior. Yeah. Right there. Uh, so, but what do you think? I mean, this this was a big game because well, the Ravens. a great game for you, Ben. The Ravens are now on the outside looking in. Yep. They would they're not in be in the third place. They're in third place yep, right behind, behind the, the Browns. Browns. The Browns. 
I that love it. Crazy. The Ravens just crumbling into a just, 2020 is a crazy yeah, year. Yeah, into a charred, heaping mess <laughs> at the bottom of the division, yeah, just where it. I want the is Ravens to be. Yeah. That's a shot right yeah, there. Probably. That is definitely a shot right there, Ben. And I will take one, too, when we talk about the Cowboys. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it. All right. Where's your shot glass, Ben? You got it right there. All right. Perfect. Let me pour a little bit of this bird dog. But who would have thought, having no offensive weapons to speak of, would hurt the Ravens long-term. Oh. Defense played pretty well. Uh, I thought Lamar Jackson's explanation after the game uh, was a very Skip Bayless-like answer. <laughs> they wanted it more than we did, which is like Skip Bayless's, you know, I don't want to go watch the All-22 because I don't want to actually know what happened. I'm just going to say they wanted it more than they did, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, it means that they played more physical. Uh, they really, really played well in this game. Mm -hmm. uh, A.J. Brown just muscling in that touchdown. That oh, was something man. to watch, just shaking guys off. That was a crazy play. Yeah, that he, was that was a man possessed right there. Yeah, I he think it was like that. four broke four tackles. He wanted it yeah, more. He, he really wanted. He it more. definitely wanted it more. It doesn't hurt to be bigger and stronger yeah, than exactly. everyone that's trying to tackle you either. All right, well, let's cheers, do this. Show. Cheers uh, to the Steelers being in first and the Baltimore Ravens being in third. Yes, in a in, in the AFC. Put them out at the north. <laughs> put them out at the curb. Mm. Ah, that's pretty bad. Uh, but what do you think? I mean, do you think the Titans are for real behind your Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> my Mount Rushmore, one of my Mount Rushmore <laughs> players, right there. Yeah, because you you took you took Dalton off, so Tannehill I mean, goes hey, on. They're 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 a scary team. Like uh, in, in the in the playoffs, if the Steelers had to play them, I mean them and the Colts, Ben, I'd be a little worried. I'd be a little worried with both these teams, and it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting to see how that division shakes up with those two teams battling for the top spot. Yeah, I mean, do you think the Ravens are done? I mean, they're on the outside looking in right now. They, they got are. the Steelers next they week. Uh, I don't know if how, Cowboys the week played, after without have Lamar. They played the Browns. That's right. Lamar is missing a couple. I mean, at least He's well, a couple I hope, games. I hope they lose the next game. Unless the Roger, following game. Let's Roger hope, Goodell I wants hope, to push that game even further. I hope they, you know find a way to beat the Cowboys. I hope they do. Um, but uh, are, are they done? I wouldn't say they're done just yet. There's still six more games to be played. We'll see how it shakes up. But how it must feel to be sitting behind the Cleveland Browns. Oh. Oh. The once MVP of the league not so long ago. Mm -hmm. Sitting near, I mean, if Joe Burrow was still around, they could be potentially in the basement of this division next year. Mm -hmm. Next up. Ooh. Yeah. Do we have to talk about this game? You have to talk we about talked this. a little bit about this game. Eagles at Browns. Browns 22, Eagles 17. Philadelphia Eagles go to 3, 6, 1, 3, 7, and 5. <laughs> but they go to 3, 6, and 1. There's way too many numbers there. Browns go to 7 and 7 and 3. The Browns, uh, poor Baker Mayfield again with 204 yeah, yards, was, no touchdowns, no picks. He did what he, need, what he yeah. needed to do. But this was the Nick Chubb show. 114 yards on 20 carries. Kareem Hunt finishing up with a touchdown. Uh, 11 yards on 13 carries. Uh, not much really on the ground. It was a sloppy game. The weather was terrible. Uh, but as we talked about earlier, Carson Wentz with uh, 235 yards on 35 attempts, two, two touchdowns. He did manage two touchdowns, but two picks in the game, two fumbles in the game, or one fumble in the game. Uh, but again, Sanders only 16 carries. Scott only five carries. I mean, I mean, really 21 carries in a game. H how are you going to get it done that way? Uh, well, they didn't get it done. <laughs> well, that's the 21 total carries in a game that's this close. Yeah, I know. That, well, that's, that's, when when the other team was giving yeah. you the, the, like, here, see, how, this is how you win. 
by yeah. by letting by letting your running back do what they have to do no, in this just, kind of it was, weather. It was just it was a despicable performance by the Eagles. I mean, despicable. It, it was inexplicable and despicable. Ben, I mean, you know, you expect this team to get better week after week, but it seems like they're just getting worse and worse actually every week. And it's it's just uh, you you don't even want to tune in anymore. You know, as as a fan, obviously I'll be an Eagles fan whether they're sixteen and zero or zero and sixteen. Um, but you know, you want to see the team at least play with some sort of heart or at least progress. So show some sort of progression, show that you're getting better, but they're not getting any better. I mean, they're they're throwing the ball even more now. (laughs) They're like, we're going to, well, I'll show you. We'll throw the ball even more. They're just stuck in the mud and they're spinning the tires and they're just, they're just not moving anywhere. They're actually, they're spinning the tires and they're digging a deeper hole for themselves. And that car is not going anywhere. And they don't have any kitty litter. Nope. Not, no kill. No. And no, uh, no, uh, you know, two by fours or whatever that you stick under the wheel, whatever. Any piece of wood that you can stick under there. But we did get a little bit of uh, Doug Peterson's press conference. What's up, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where's where's the um, where's the Price is Right? That is the that that is the sound effect for the entire uh, Eagle season, right there. Oh, it's just too bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's a but at the same time, you know I'm. You know, I know they're in your division, Ben, for the Browns, but I mean, Browns fans they're out there, well. you know, you should be happy to be at seven and three. It's been a long time since the Browns have shown this sort of promise. Not the last enough. time they made it to the playoffs, I believe, was when they poured this Glenn Farkless 21. I think it was maybe 1999. Yeah. I think that might have been the last time they made the playoffs. I think so. It might be. I, I think so. I mean, it's been a very long time for that team and for their fans that are very passionate and uh, at seven and three, good for them sitting right behind the Steelers and above the Ravens. I love it. Down oh. in a heap, a trash heap. Next up. Oh, oh another trash heap. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The New Orleans Saints, 24 Falcons, nine Falcons go to three and seven Saints go to eight and two. Uh, Matt Ryan with two picks on 232 yards, 19 of 37. But Taysom Hill with his first start of the season 18 to 23, 233 yards, but two touchdowns on the ground on 50 yards rushing. Uh, Kamara, Alvin Kamara, with 45 y- yards rushing, finishes up with a touchdown. But what do you think about the Saints beating up on the hapless Dolphins after Roddy White tweeted out before the game that they were going to beat the shit out of Taysom Hill? Mm-mm. Nice of Sean Payton to retweet that <laughs> after the game. Uh, but the Saints beat up on the Falcons. What do you think about this game? This was shocking. I think we both chose... Yeah the Falcons to win this one. Um, I didn't expect much from Taysom Hill. He didn't do a lot. I mean, 18 for 23, 233 yards. I mean, he, uh, he did pick up some yards on the ground as well. And those two touchdowns, um, but oh, just it was, the two it, touchdowns, was yeah. it was, it was shocking. I didn't expect this result. I mean, I, I expected the Falcons to come out and win big, but nope. Yeah. Sean I mean, Payton Sean said Payton. if, you know, if he had, if he had to, you know, less than a week to prepare, he would put Jameis Winston in the game. Mm-hmm. If he had more than a week to prepare or at least a week to prepare, he would start Taysom Hill every single time. So obviously they schemed up a game plan that worked. The defense of New Orleans played well again. The defense came through, uh, but at least they were able to put up 24 points, hold the, the Falcons to nine. But the Falcons appear to be pretty bad, <laughs> pretty much done. Uh, and there may be some questions. Yeah, if you can't win this game in yeah. your division, you're not going to win too many more. And there may be some questions after the season as to whether they continue on with Matty Ice. Uh, but well, next, I think Matty Ice is not the real issue there. No, but they, you know, they may want to cut salary cap and go in a different direction depending on how the draft shakes out. Uh, but next up, this is the game where they lost 
Joe Burrow, yeah. the Bengals fall to the Washington football team, 20 to nine. Bengals go to two, seven and one Washington at this point was three and seven. But what do you think about, I mean, look at the, I think they had nine points when Burrow left the game. They had nine points at the end of yep, the game. Yep. Ryan Finley comes in and goes three for 10, 30 yards. They're going to start. I can't even tell you the guy's name, Brandon sup, Garrett or something. They're, gonna, no they're starting their third string quarterback. Uh, tomorrow they're not going to start Ryan Finley in this game. But what do you think about the the Washington football team just beating up on the Bengals um, after Burrow went down? Yeah, after Burrow went down. I'm not sure what would happen. I mean, but 34 attempts, and he didn't finish the game, and he's throwing it 34 times. That yeah. is a lot to throw the ball right there. Um, but, uh, you know, who knows what would have happened if Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow had remained in the game, if he didn't have a terrible knee injury. Um, you know, but you know, it's a good win for Washington. I mean, their defense, uh, is playing well. I mean, we saw how they played against, uh, Dallas. I mean, they're very underrated defense and I am rooting for Alex Smith. Yeah. I mean, not, well, not a great game, but 17 to 25, 166 yards, Mm -hmm. one count it touchdown, one pick in a game. Uh, but Antonio Gibson, who played well, played great on the thing during the Thanksgiving game with a touchdown on the ground and, uh, Steven Sims jr. With a touchdown through the air, but this is your first place. Yep, Washington at that point football team they weren't at at that you know at the end of that game they still weren't in first place. I was like, how that. bad could this division be? The Eagles lose back to back games and they are in a in a division where they have three wins and yeah. they're still in first place that was after a huge lo- tie after <laughs> losing back to back games. The tie of the decade right exactly there kept them in that, first that, place that for might, two weeks. That might uh, elevate them to the playoffs. Who knows? Uh, but next up, the Chargers doing everything they can to lose this game. <laughs> Chargers 34, Jets 28, Jets fall to 0 and 10. In the opposite direction Uh, of the Steelers. Yeah, the the Chargers go to 3. We might have uh, a a defeated team and an undefeated team, Ben. Yeah, Frank Gore says he doesn't want to go out like that. Yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't want to go out like that either, but it just might happen. Sorry, man, you pay for the Jets. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But the Chargers did everything they could to lose this game by letting the Jets get back in it. Uh, Joe Flacco, 15 to 30 for 205 yards to count them. Two touchdowns and one pick in the game. Frank Gore with a touchdown on the ground on 61 yards. Uh, Michael Perrine with a touchdown on the ground on 33 yards. But Justin Herbert continues to get it done. 37 of 49 for 366 mm-hmm. yards. And count them. Baller. Three touchdowns, zero picks. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I had some touchdowns through the air. Keenan Allen, of course, with a touchdown on the ground. Mike Williams at a USC with a touchdown through the air, Hunter Henry with a touchdown through the air. But what do you think about the Chargers still letting teams get yeah, back yeah. into ball games? And it's the Jets. If it was another team, I'd say, you know what? That can happen. But against the Jets, you should go up big and not even look back. And they had but, a chance. The Jets at the end of this yeah, game under with Flacco, they still had a they chance did. to come back and win this game. Yeah. And that should not happen. And it happens week after week. But Anthony Lynn, you know, I just I feel badly for Justin Herbert because he's he's as good a quarterback as we're probably going to see over the next 15 years. Stuck with Los Angeles with the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, but what do you? I mean, what do you think about the the Chargers' chances of growing this team? I, I I'm pessimistic well, I mean, on the Chargers. Well, they but. obviously, I mean, they have their franchise quarterback, and it's obvious that they have the franchise quarterback. This kid has been amazing ever since he got in, uh, and he was four. I mean, he was like thrown into a game basically. He didn't know he would be starting that game. Yeah. He played great, and he's been playing fantastic football. Uh, but they have some pretty good. They have some good weapons around him. And I mean, this I, I think they do need to change the coach. I think they they should find somebody else. Anthony Lynn, uh, you know, he's making some boneheaded mistakes out there. Um, so if you can find the right coach, they have the right weapons. 
Um, but uh, you know, I, I could they can find some success. Well, Kansas City's in that division, so <laughs> tough luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but at least they can make the playoffs. I mean, you got uh, Keenan yeah, Allen, you yeah. got Mike Williams, you got Hunter Henry, you got uh, mm-hmm. Austin Eckler when he's yeah. you know when he's healthy. Yep. I mean, they've got really they've solid got good, weapons good on this team. Weapons. Decent offensive line. If they can just buttress up that defense a little bit, they've got one of the Bosa's, right? Yeah, they got they yeah. got J- Joey Bosa, <laughs> the original Bosa, Bosa the first, <laughs> Terminator one. <laughs> uh, next up, oh my God, the game where Tua was benched. Yeah, well, he, well, was, he was injured. He was injured. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. But uh, Denver <laughs> Broncos twenty, Dolphins thirteen in Denver. Denver goes to four and six. Dolphins yeah. go to six. Yeah, Ryan and Fitzpatrick four. with the pick at the end of the game. It was over. And uh, you know, the Dolphins looked pretty good. I mean, they, they won what five straight games, yep. something like that. So yeah. and they're they're in the playoff they're, hunt. They're, they're actually, they're I think they're in the playoffs right now. Yeah, I think they got there. a tiebreaker over Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, I've I've actually been impressed by the Dolphins. I mean, this was just one of those games. I mean, you know, maybe the elevation kind of bothered them. I mean, they're used to playing at home where it's nice and warm. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see we'll see how things finish out for the Dolphins. But I've been I've been quite impressed by them. I didn't expect this from the Dolphins at all this year. Yeah, I mean, Christian, our our Friday's adopted cousin in Croatia. And my <laughs> friend in Croatia finally has something to root for. I signed for. the paperwork. He's adopted. Yeah. He's my cousin now. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I just recently signed the paperwork. <laughs> well, he'll be happy. You know, they you need my passport. Get the life insurance signed over. Passport, yeah. Like, can uh, I get your Italian passport? Yes. <laughs> to <laughs> a Croatian citizenship. Yes. Let's, let's get this. Let's get this deal done. I've tried, but the Croatians they they want like it's like I have to file yeah. eleven affidavits. Exactly. I don't know why they make it so difficult, but he's my cousin now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Friday got me that time. Fair enough. Uh, Tua Tua Tunga Vailoa, eleven to twenty, eighty-three yards and one touchdown. Fitzpatrick comes in. The magic was gone. Twelve of eighteen for one hundred seventeen yards and a pick. Uh, Drew Lock, decent game, eighteen to thirty, two hundred seventy yards, no touchdowns, but a pick in the game. Uh, Melvin Gordon with two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, but Brian Flores says he's not benching Tua. He just didn't like the way he played. Mm-hmm. Trying to get to you know, trying to get this team into the playoffs. Tough division, tough conference, and I appreciate what Brian Flores did. Didn't get the win, but I think it was a smart move on his part. And he's doing everything he can to get this team into playoffs. Mm-hmm. But you're liking the Dolphins. I, I am liking the Dolphins. Their defense is showing up. Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. All right, is, next is, game. Is that, a, is that their it's song? A, it's is a real your... song. Oh, okay. It yeah, is a, unfortunately, I thought you made a... that up right now. No. It sounded like it was made up. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's a real song. Uh, next up, your Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. 31. Vikings Not 28 really. at Minnesota. Cowboys go to 3 and 7. Vikings go to four and six. What say you about I at this surprised. point? At I this was point, surprised. I was shocked. I, I expected the Vikings to win this game. I chose the Vikings to win this game, and it's not because I hate the Cowboys. It's because I thought the Vikings were a better team. But well, it has something know. to do with the fact that you hate the Cowboys. I mean, okay, I'm slightly biased, but uh, you know, I, I I thought the Vikings. I mean, they played well coming into this game, and um, Kirk Cousins is not playing like Kirk, motherfucking Cousins. No, but look at this. Well, 22 of 30, yeah, 314 yards, you know, three. He, he played Count pretty well. Three he actually touchdowns. played better than I expected. Uh, but Dalvin Cook, 115 yards on 27 carries mm-hmm. and a touchdown. Adam Thielen with a couple of beautiful one-handed grabs in this game. Oh, man, that one grab at the back of yeah. the end zone. Wow, that was nice. That was super nice. Uh, on the other side of the ball, what's his name? Uh, CeeDee Lamb with a beautiful catch oh, yep, yep. in the end zone. Odell Beckham-esque. his body yeah. in the air. 
I don't even know how you get your. I, I don't even actually feel like physically right in the air. How you yeah. get your body? <laughs> yeah, he, he he turned around in the air. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Like he he switched, like he changed direction. Like he bounced off a wall or something. I don't know. It was pretty crazy. It was a nice catch. He's an Olympic diver in his yeah. spare time. Yeah. Uh, the red rifle Andy Dalton, twenty two of thirty two for three, two hundred three yards, three count them, three touchdowns in the game, one pick. Uh, Elliot with a. 103 yards on 21 carries. Mm-hmm. Pollard with a TD. Nice TD in the game. CeeDee Lamb with a TD. Uh, Dalton Schultz with the game winner. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott with a touchdown uh, receiving as well. But what did you think about the Vikings? I mean, the Vikings are a team on an island. I don't know mm-hmm. what to make of them at all. Yeah, I don't, I'm, neither do I. Neither do I. I mean, they have they have the weapons there. I mean, maybe just losing Diggs was just too much for them. I mean, you know, Diggs, we see what he's doing with Buffalo right now. Been a stud all year. Yeah, I mean, you, just like uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, with, with the Texans, you get rid of your best wide receiver, you become a shitty team. Same thing with the Vikings. You lose your best wide receiver. This is the result right here. Yeah, I mean, and and, and I mean, and I, I keep looking at the contract that, that Hopkins negotiated with Arizona, and it, yeah, it makes him, you know, presently one of the highest paid receivers. But it wasn't so yeah. crazy the, the the amount that he was able to renegotiate for the two two year extension mm-hmm. that the Texans could have kept him they could easily and but then Bill O'Brien to trade struck, him away you know Bill O'Brien yeah. is just a retard yeah but Hopkins is like one of the I mean look at the touch the the the, the hail mary catch in the end zone mm-hmm. those yeah. receivers don't come around that often nope uh, but do you think the Cowboys I mean we didn't talk about the next game yet. Yeah. But at this point, yeah. I mean, they look like they, they looked sort okay. of they looked gotten okay. it together. Yeah, but no. But no. We'll, we'll talk about that next time. How do you game. feel about the Cowboys, Ronnie? Uh, I'm not going to, I don't feel like taking a shot right now, Ben, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe the next, maybe the next uh, game that we talk about, I might have to take a shot. All right. Next up, the Packers. Oh, Ooh, this man. was a big one. And I remember you texted me during this game saying the Packers are blowing them out or, or something to that effect. But and I thought the game was over. Well, they did score twenty eight points in the first <laughs> half of the game. They did. They they were up by two scores at the half. This was an exciting game. Yeah. This was an exciting game to watch. I mean, the Colts and Frank Wright got. Please come back to Philadelphia. <laughs> He's like, ah, fourteen points. He's like, what do they do with the shoulder? Where you just like, yeah, 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 yeah. you brush it off your shoulder. Frank Wright's like, yeah, this is all good. Yep. No problem. Who's this quarterback <laughs> on the other side? He's old. Uh, but 34. So the Colts, uh, Colts go to seven and three Packers go to seven and three mm-hmm. Rogers with 311 yards on 38 attempts, three count them, three touchdowns, one pick in the game. Aaron Jones sparingly used one touchdown. Devonte Adams with a touchdown. Robert Tanya with a touchdown. Jamal Williams with a touchdown, but look at P Riv 24 of 36 for 288 yards, three count them, three Phil. touchdowns. One pick in a game, but what do you think of this? Was a I, this was something to this watch. Was, this was one of the better games of the season, right here. You know, I mean, I, I in really OT, thought, man, I thought Green Bay would just blow them out, but Frank Reich said, "Wait, wait, wait! This has happened before. I used to play for the Bills. I made a huge comeback with yeah. the Bills, and probably uh, they, have, and they still watch that game in Buffalo. Yeah, I live. Sure I mean, they, 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 they probably still, play on TV every day. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's like, I got Phil Riv, and that was in the playoffs, no less. Playoffs, playoffs. What'd you say about the playoffs? <laughs> Um, no, but this was this was this was a, a fun game to watch right here, and and I was shocked. I mean, I, would, I really was surprised. We both chose the Packers to win this one, uh, you know, up by you know two scores, and uh, it was it was it was exciting. I mean, you know, the Colts fans have something to be excited about uh, with their team. I didn't yeah. expect this from the Colts this year, but Rodgers this year turning the ball over and un, not still not a, a large amount, but an uncharacteristically large amount for him, mm-hmm. and this was a statement game. 
for Philip Rivers, Frank Reich, and the Colts taking them to OT, mm-hmm. uh, only holding the Packers to three points in the fourth quarter. Colts able to score that field goal, that long field goal at the end of this game in overtime. But do you think the Colts are for real? I do. Yeah, I, I do think they're for real, Ben. They're a scary playoff team. I mean, you know, if the you're Steelers... You're looking at me like... If like, the Steelers like, played them... How many scary playoff solid, teams do we just, have to worry about just, now? The Titans, the Chiefs, solid the Colts... Team. There's the solid team In other words, all the, around. The AFC is better. Yeah, well, they are. I mean, the AFC is better right now. I mean, but they're a solid team all around. They don't have a huge weakness at any skill position right now. I mean, you know, their their defense is good. Their offense is good. Their special teams is good. You know, Philip Rivers is playing well. Their receivers are playing well. I mean, every everybody's just playing well. They're doing everyone's doing their part to make this team better. And at seven and three, I'm I'm shocked that they're seven and three right now. Yeah, I mean, and I I, I can't I, I just I I feel bad for Aaron Rodgers almost. I mean, this team, again, doesn't have the firepower, the personnel, uh, especially on the offensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. to win these types of games. Yep. When Aaron Rodgers makes a mistake or two, he has to play perfect in most of these games because he has such a limited weapon set out there on offense. Yes, Adams is great. Yes, uh, Jones is great when they use him correctly. But again, they don't have... I mean, this guy deserves to have the offense that you see with Tampa Bay. Or even a, just a, a defense. Well, the defense, yeah. the defense is not well. It's not great, but it, they allowed they play, thirty-four points in this yeah, one. <laughs> that's true, uh, but they've been serviceable. Uh, but when you look at that Tampa Bay offense, and when you look at the Steelers offense, and when you look at the Chiefs offense, and you think, what would Aaron Rodgers do if he had those kind of weapons around him? Mm-hmm. And again, it's one decent receiver, a bunch of scrubs, no tight ends, and an okay running back. That's sort of his lot in life. And I almost feel bad for the guy because they're probably going to fall short again this year just based on the fact that he doesn't have the skill players around him. I mean, look, he turned the ball over, what, once in this game? And that really cost him. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to move on? Let's move on. I can't believe I feel sorry for Aaron Rodgers, of all people. I know, seriously. For some reason, you hate the guy. Uh, But next up, a game that you shouldn't have watched, but many of you did. Why wouldn't you watch this game? The The one team that beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Is playing. Them I again. know. Thirty-five. So that, of course, you're going to tune in. Thirty-five to thirty-one. Chiefs over the Raiders. Mahomes with a Mahomes-like day. Thirty-four of forty-five for three hundred forty-eight yards. Two count them. Two touchdowns and a pick or one pick in the game. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire with two touchdowns through the ground. Le'Veon Bell with a touchdown on the ground. Travis Kelsey with it. Le'Veon a, Bell still plays. Yeah. Oh Le'Veon, my God. Le'Veon Bell. I didn't know that he was still on that football. He team. Oh is. I mean, they don't use him. They I mean, don't use him at all. Seven carries. I mean, for, I guess for a million bucks or a million and a half, whatever he signed it for, you know, the contract. If anybody gets hurt, he's in the game. He's there. Uh, but Travis Kelsey with a wide open touchdown at the end of this game. Tyree Kill with a touchdown. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Derek Carr played as well as you can conceivably play. Uh, 23 <laughs> of 31 for him. <laughs> uh, 275 yards, three touchdowns. Count them. And one pick in the game. But wow, the reason I say don't watch it is the Chiefs are going to win. You're just going to you're going to waste three hours. You're going to root for the Raiders. You're going to think they have a chance, and they're going to break your heart at the end. I, I mean, I don't know how how Kelsey's that wide open on the last drive of the game. Uh, I mean, there was nobody. It was a twenty five. It was a, what a twenty five yard pass, something like that. I mean, the ball traveled quite a distance, and there's still nobody there. There there are no cornerbacks, no safeties, nobody around. And he's just catching the ball wide open at the back of the end zone. And that's their prevent defense. It's not like they rushed everybody and it was a blitz. They had a guy sitting back there yeah. waiting for this to happen. I think I think it was Jonathan Abram, the guy that uh, Collinsworth was talking yeah. up all game long, yeah. who blow, blew his assignment yeah. on Kelsey at now, the end of the game. this is a guy. This is a guy that I really like. Let him, watch him blow his assignment on Kelsey right here. But wait, did you see him hit that guy really hard earlier? Some guys just throw their body at him, but he wrapped him up. 
Yeah, but that that was that was terrible defense. I mean, I don't know what the hell they were looking at on that final that, that was, final uh, play. I mean, the final drive they played that soft. Was two, just two defenders just standing yeah, in the middle of the field. Yeah, and Kelsey just ran right in between yeah. them, and it was like, it was an easy pass. I mean, I, I that right there, that's inexplicable. Yeah, this is just not fair. Yeah, the Chiefs are just not fair. Hey, but they're not undefeated. But he can play. He could. He could throw the. He could throw the ball backing up. He could throw the ball running forward. He could throw the ball moving laterally. Yeah, I know Mahomes. He could throw the ball running out to the left. He could throw the ball running out to the right. And I mean, there's like 15 more years of this. I know. I mean, and it's just <laughs> not fair. I knew. I mean, when when they got the ball back with a minute and a half, I was like, even Andy Reid can't fuck this up. Yeah. No. There's no amount of timeouts or no. poor play calling that could. Everybody fuck this up. knew what was going to happen. And it's just it's it's almost not fair. Yeah, but I mean, you have to win on the last play of the game against Ken. If you, if you give them any sort of time, they're going to win the game. So the Raiders should have held the ball until the final seconds. Yeah, just figured out how to run the ball, <laughs> run the run the, the clock down all the way, and hope that your last you know one or two throws of the game gets you the the go ahead score. But you got to admit, Carr and the Raiders played no, about no, Carr, as well as you could play. Carr has played very well this yeah. season, actually. And the Raiders, you know, at six and four, they are also in the hunt. I've been out in the playoffs. I'm not sure actually. They're they're somewhere around there, and I think they still have a chance to make the playoffs. But um, where were they running? Actually, pull up there. Yeah, there's some of the second place there. I'm not sure what the standings are actually for the playoffs. It's six and four, seven three Browns. But you know, the Ravens are six and four right there. Dolphins six and four. Yeah, so I mean, they're 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 still I think, there. I think they're they the, might be in, the in there because the because the. Uh... Uh, the Ravens are on the outside looking yeah. in. Yeah, so you know they're 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 there. They're definitely improved. Um, you know, Chucky has improved this team. I'll say. And uh, you know, Derek Carr, he's a new man. I mean, the last couple of seasons after he broke his femur in that playoff game, he wasn't the same guy. But this year, he's really showing up. Yeah, probably one of the most underrated QBs in mm-hmm. the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he, I mean, they they could. And his have... brother's really good on NFL Network. Yeah, actually, he is. I mean, the he's mustache, a better commentator than a than a QB. Oh, for sure. Well, he got his ass beat down there. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm surprised he can even function yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the, the beating that he took down in Texas. Uh, oh, next up, Rams twenty seven, Buccaneers twenty four. Mm-hmm. This is what led into Arians' tirade onto Tom Brady. Uh, Rams go to seven and three. Bucks go to seven and four. Uh, but what do you think about the Rams making a statement, beating the Seattle Seahawks, yeah. beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, they're definitely making a statement. So we had the LA Lakers, NBA champs. Oh, good lord. We Here had we the Dodgers, MLB champs. Can the Rams win the Super Bowl right now, Ben? I think they're they're uh, uh with that defense, they could they're a contender. I know they're people say defenses don't win championships anymore. They're a contender for sure. I mean, they they're looking better. But this is, Sean I mean, they'd be, is this back? Was it back to back week, Seattle and Tampa? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I yeah. mean, this is impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I thought Brady looked scared all game, you know, was seeing ghosts, was letting the ball go too early, was, was, felt like he was going to be on his back before there was even any pressure in his face. They played well on defense, and Goff played about as well as Goff can play against a really good defense at Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. 39 to 51, 376 yards, three count, them, mm-hmm. three touchdowns in a game, two picks. You know, it's going to happen. Cooper a cup. Cooper Cup is very underrated as well. 145 yards, no touchdowns, but who cares? <laughs> 11 receptions. 11 on receptions for 145. 145 yards. That, I mean, I'm sure, you know, fantasy owners were hoping for a touchdown there, but, you know, there's some good, pretty good numbers. And this guy, that's a guy right there. That's, I'm sounding like Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> that's a guy. That's a guy. <laughs> I'm sounding like Chris Collinsworth, but no, he's really underrated. We're talking about Lockett being underrated. Oh, he's Cooper really, Cup yeah. is also. And he just gets it done. Huge first downs in this mm-hmm. game. Lots of huge first downs in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Woods with a touchdown. Van Jefferson with a touchdown. Cam Akers with a touchdown. Uh, but I, I think the Bucks are in trouble. 
I think the, I mean, right now, the way they're a playing. bickering going on back and forth between bit, the coach and yeah. QB. Mm-hmm. And Arians is not one to back down. I mean, nope. he backed down. He's pissed off. He's got Antonio Brown on the team. Said it would never happen. Never yeah, over my happened. dead body. It happened. And there he is. Uh, but not calling a particularly good game plan for Tom Brady's skill set. And the Rams, I mean, that defense was in his face all game long. Uh, I've never seen a coach like Sean McVay uh, have to call timeouts because he's so involved in the play calling on the field that he forgets, how, you know, that, that he takes so long to get the plays in and he's communicating with his with his coordinators, mm-hmm. he's communicating with the quarterback. He's so involved in the game that he's not afraid to even to take a timeout or let the play clock expire because he's he is as involved as any head coach I've ever seen. And it's paying off. And I I take back just about everything I've ever said about Sean Mm, McVay. Excellent coach. Oh, here we go. Turkey Day games. Yeah. No. You want to even look at the one game. Do you want to look at the stats in the Texans game or can we just look at the score? 41, (laughs) 41, 25. It was, it it was, I I don't know. I watched the game and it was a really boring game. There wasn't another game on. Yeah. The one game that we wanted to watch, the the NFL canceled. Um, But the next game, Washington. 41 Dallas. Yeah. What do you think of 41 to 16 in <laughs> Dallas? That escalated quickly. Washington. I mean, it, it went from, yeah. you know, a very close game to a game that was completely out of reach in no time. And it was so much fun to watch. I mean, just, just watching the Cowboys implode was amazing. I mean, the Eagles suck right now, but that brings me so much joy to just hate on the Cowboys. That's a shot. Fuck the Cowboys. That's a shot. That's a shot. Alex, poor Alex Smith. 149 yards, one touchdown, take a shot, one interception. But Andy Dalton, 25 of 35 for 215 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But look at the Washington Redskins. Antonio Gibson runs all over the Cowboys defense, 20 carries for 115 yards and three fucking touchdowns on the ground through the air. Logan Thomas with a touchdown. But wow, this took all the win that was in the sales of the Cowboys winning and beating uh, who was it? They beat the Vikings the week before. This took them right back down to earth. The Cowboys stay at three and eight in third place in a division. Awesome. Washington football Cheers team to you, ben. I'm moves so excited. into first. That's a huge shot. I uh, know. All Maybe right. It's actually too big. Yeah, no, that's a large one. Yeah, that's a large <laughs> you one. You want some? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you did to me last week. <laughs> I accidentally poured myself a huge shot. <laughs> that's what you did to me last week. Fuck the Cowboys. All right, here we go. Cheers, Ben. This beautiful college drink. Ah, uh, terrible. Hmm. But what say you about the Cowboys going <laughs> into third place, the Washington football team in the first place? I ran a poll. I, mean, on, I probably shouldn't be laughing this much and, and excited about it because the Eagles only have three wins but right you're, now. You're too. in second place. Second place. Yeah, but still, we, 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 the whole division is terrible. I ran a poll who was going to win the NFC East. It was, you know, Giants, mm-hmm. all four teams. Washington got 80% of the votes. As they should right now. I mean, they're looking like a better team. I mean, like I said, their defense is underrated. Alex Smith, I'm really rooting for this guy. What a huge comeback. I mean, comeback player of the year. And he looks so collected. He looks collected. He looks comfortable. I mean, I know if I had that injury, I'd be scared shitless. Uh, Worried about getting tackled every single time. But, uh, you know, he'll run out of the pocket when he needs to. He gets hit. He gets sacked. I mean, he still takes the same hits that he was before that terrible, disgusting injury. But, um no, kudos to uh, you know to Ron Rivera, um, and and uh, you know Washington the way they've been playing. I mean, two wins in a row, right? Two wins, yeah, two wins in a row uh, right now, and they're in first place right now. And as an Eagles fan, if anybody has to be in first place right now, I'll I'll root for uh, for the Washington football team. Yeah, I mean this this it it, it shocked me. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it was, I watched it. It looked like it was, you know, might be a decent game mm-hmm. uh, at halftime. I think it was like 17 to 13. Yeah, that was close. Washington, was close I was like, okay, I'm going to settle in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, my loving family decides to put dinner on the table in the fourth quarter, but there really wasn't much to watch no. in that fourth quarter. I think I, I just I went I like I um I went to the bathroom real quick and I came back and it was like twenty one to sixteen points. and I wasn't even in the bathroom that long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like you know what eating dinner and staring at the TV. I'm like oh oh okay yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Washington just blew them out. Yeah, and it was awesome, which makes Franny very oh, very I mean, happy. Yeah, it did. It does. All right, Friday, that's it for the games. Uh, what's next about a big board? Uh, next up, Ben, is the Week 12 picks. All right, folks, we'll be right back with the Week 13 picks. Was oh, it Week 13? Is it? I don't know. You have Week 12 right here. Oh, is it? Uh, no, it is Week 12. Oh, it okay. is Week 12. Yeah, all right. I lost my marbles. <laughs> week 12 picks coming at you in a minute. All right, and we are back. And if this agenda is correct, we're on week <laughs> probably 12. Not. Probably not. Picks. But uh, either week 12, week 13. I think it's week 12, Ben. And I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> uh, earlier, I think in the, in the season, I messed it up a couple different times. I it was once. It was once. I give you a little bit of grief, and I haven't heard the end of it. Well, you know, <laughs> that's what happens. But Ben seriously does these agendas every single week, and I am impressed. I mean, every single week there's news. There is, well, there's no feel good story. There hasn't been a feel good story in a while. There was always a feel good story. Try to keep it under two, two hours ish. Yeah, but the, the, <laughs> the news, the topics that you come up with, Ben, are fantastic. Yeah, unfortunately, it's been eagles are bad. And Franny <laughs> says when you mess up, I would want a little <laughs> bit more Christmas. <laughs> no, you're crisp, Ben. You're very crispy. <laughs> All right, Friday. This week, first up. Vegas Raiders at the Atlanta Falcons. Raiders minus three over under 54. Who you got in this game? Uh, Raiders. I have to go with the Raiders. I was really disappointed with the Falcons last week. I don't see them winning this one at all. Really? Yeah, no. I mean, oh, we won. actually, we have they've, to pick, uh, we got to pick the, the Monday night game. Oh, is it? Uh, oh, no, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cardinals at Patriots. Oh, actually, I'm going to take the Raiders in this game. I actually think the Raiders will cover the minus three. I'm a little bit sketchy on the over-under because I'm yeah. not sure if the Falcons are going to score. Yeah. I, w- I would say the way they've been playing, under 54 in this one. Yeah, the unders are back. It's always in yeah. the beginning of the season. Yeah. They're like, over, over, over. And then it gets here. And mm-hmm. The Falcons put up, what, nine points last week? Yep. We'll see what they do this week. But I like the Raiders to win by three. Uh, next up, Cardinals at the hapless New England Patriots. Cardinals minus two over under 49. Who you got in that one? Cardinals. I, I'm going to root again. I'm not rooting against Bill Belichick, I but I'm going to pick that. against Bill Belichick. I mean, the, the Cardinals, they're, uh, they're a strong team in the NFC. Yeah, and I think this line actually is benefiting Bill Belichick. It's a Bill Belichick line. I think that against any other coach, the Cardinals will be favored by five or six points in this game at least. I like the Cardinals to win by minus two. The over-under, I actually would, I like to kind of like the under in this mm-hmm. game. Yeah, I, think, I think the I Pats think, are going to struggle to score I think points. So. I think so. Uh, next up, the New York Giants. Your New York Giants against the Cincinnati Bengals and the quarterback 
to be named later. Mm -hmm. The Giants are favored by six points with the over-under of 44.5. The Giants are favored by six. The New York Giants are favored Uh, by six. And I could definitely see them winning this game by at least six, if not more, because we... This is a scary one to bet on, If Joe Burrow was playing, I'd I'd choose the Bengals for sure. But with an... You know, the third string quarterback in this game for the Bengals. I don't see them winning this one. I don't, I don't think it's going to be close, actually. Uh, that's I, I can't. I mean, I'm going to pick I mean, the Giants. Happen yeah. After Joe Burrow <laughs> went out of the game. <laughs> they, scored they scored no points. Zero points. Very few yards. Uh, but I just have a hard time. I have a hard time betting on the Giants to win by six. If anything, tease it. You know, tease the Giants down to a pick em and take the. I'd probably take the under. Tease the under up to 60.5. But that's a scary game to bet on. Uh, Next up, Cleveland Browns. Oh, an exciting game. Browns at Jags. The Browns favor by seven. Over-under is 48.5. I see the Browns winning. I see the Browns winning this one. I'm going to choose the Browns in this one, Ben. Ooh, Cleveland Browns at Jacksonville. You know what? I'm going to take the Jags in this game. I think this is the game where the Jags pull it all together, just like they almost beat Green Bay two weeks ago. They laid an egg this week. I actually think the Jags at home are going to win this game outright. I wouldn't take them uh, on the money line, but I'll take them plus seven over under 48.5. If anything, I would take the under in this game, but I do like the Jags to to be within that seven point spread. Uh, Next up, Panthers, Carolina Panthers at Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings, for some strange reason, are favored by three points with an over under of 50. What do you think about the Carolina Panthers at Vikings? Hmm, that's a, that's actually a tough one. It is. Yeah, I mean, it that, shouldn't be. Uh, they're playing in Minnesota. I, you know, I'm going to Minnesota. Choose, I'm going to choose the Vikings in this one, only because they're playing in Minnesota. Uh, only because they're playing at home in front of no fans. <laughs> I'm going to take the Panthers to win this game outright plus 142 on the money line. I like the Panthers to win this game. I think the Vikings are cooked. They're done. Dalvin Cook can't save him in this one. I think the Panthers are going to scheme something up and beat the Vikings at home. Uh, next up, the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are favored by three with an over-under of 51. What say you about the Titans versus Colts, Friday? Mm, this would be an exciting game to watch, actually. This is uh it's for the division lead, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're playing in Indianapolis. Mike just coached, John. You know, I'm true. I'm gonna choose the Colts in this one. I think the Colts are well are a better rounded team than the Titans. I think the Titans have some weaknesses. I think the Colts are just solid all the way around. I'm gonna choose the Colts. <sighs> I am gonna take the Titans to win this game. I agree with you, they are better all around team, but I think at the quarterback position I will, I'm going to give the Titans the edge in this one. The way that they've been playing recently, I, I can't help uh, but take the Titans. The Titans are getting three points in this game. I would take the Titans right there, plus three. Uh, next up, Chargers at the Bills. An interesting game. The Chargers are getting four and a half points with an over-under 52. What do you think about that? The, the Bills, I would think, would be favored by more, mm-hmm. but given what the Chargers have been able to do offensively, I guess that's why the line is where the yeah, line I'm is. Yeah, I'm not sure what, I mean, the betting lines, I wouldn't touch that, but if I had to choose a winner in this one, it'd be the Bills. I mean, the Chargers, I mean, they just can't help but give up points in the second half defensively. 
I'll take the Bills as well. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna take the you know I'm gonna take the over over 52 in this game. I think between these two teams, they're gonna put up a, probably about 58 points in this game. Uh, next up, Dolphins at New York Jets. The Dolphins minus seven over under 44.5, but the Dolphins favored by seven over the hapless Jets. When are the Jets gonna get their one win? Not this game. Is it this? Is <laughs> no, it this not, week? It's not gonna be this game. I'm gonna choose Miami in this one, and I can see them winning by more than seven. And the over-under, you know, that's a pretty low scoring game, 44.5. I could see it going over 44.5. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Jets, I mean, they lose, but they do score. Uh, and especially against uh, teams that where the defense is not particularly great. But the Dolphins' defense has been playing pretty well. But I agree with Franny. I would take the over in that one. Uh, next up, Saints at Broncos. The, the Saints favored by 15, playing at mile high, over-under only 30. Seven in this game. That if that's not a misprint, I don't <laughs> know what is. But I'm loving that over right there. Uh, Saints and the over. Wow, over thirty. Can that be right? That is crazy low. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's I'm like, gonna take the Saints in this game. That's like uh, a sixteen sixteen affair right there. Yeah, I mean, come on. That, that's it I seems, mean the Saints. The Saints could low. score. That many points. I mean, they could score almost 37 points alone. Yeah, Taysom Mill will probably score three touchdowns on the ground. I think Taysom Mill's going to throw for any touchdowns in this game, Friday. Uh, do you want to make a bet? <laughs> I'm just asking you. I'm asking you what you think about this particular game. I don't think so. You might run it in a few times. Uh, but as far as passing, I don't know. You think he'll throw for one touchdown? I, maybe if he's lucky. If he's lucky? Yeah. I, I bet he throws for one touchdown. One touchdown. You Would you give me a bet on one touchdown? All right, one one touchdown. If he throws one touchdown, Ben, I get you a nice gin. All right, and All if right, and if it's less than one touchdown, scotch, bourbon, or rye, <laughs> whatever you decide, scotch. Uh, but I'm taking, yeah, I'm gonna take the Saints in this game. I'm not. Uh, I'll take the over over 37 for sure. If that's not a misprint. Uh, next up, Niners at the Rams. The Rams are giving away six and a half points over under 44.5. But the Rams favored by six and a half. At home against the Niners. Mm, I could see over 44 and a half. I'm choosing the Rams in this one. And I can see the Rams winning. I mean, they've been they've been very impressive the last few weeks. I can see them winning by more than six and a half in this one. A lot of people are back. Mostert is back. Garoppolo, not back. Don't care. But they have a lot of people coming back. So I am going to take the Niners. Plus six and a half in this game because I think the Niners are going to keep this close. I still think the Rams are going to win, but I think it's going to be close. Probably a three-point game. Uh, next up, Chiefs at Buccaneers. The game of the week. Kansas City only favored by three with an over-under of 56.5. But the Chiefs at the Bucks, the game of the week. Franny, what say you? This is a big game. Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs. <laughs> this, is a, this is a game, though. This is, it's a game, you know... Right? <laughs> As good as it gets this week, Buccaneers and all their weapons, Tom Brady, Kansas City Chiefs, all their weapons, Patrick Mahomes. Chiefs. By three? Um I'm not touching that. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not if I had to bet on the game. Hmm, not gonna I'm not I'm, I just I just think the Chiefs will win. It's gonna be a really close one though. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Chiefs will win this game, and I think they're gonna win by more than three. Things are falling apart down in Tampa Bay. I know they have the on again, off again, implode, blow somebody out. Uh, 
sort of pattern that they've been going through this year, but I think the Chiefs are going to win this game by a significant number of points, but I think they'll cover that minus three. Next up, Bears at Packers. Divisional game in the cold weather. The Packers favored by nine and a half, over under 44. Trubisky is suited up for the game. He is healthy and ready to go. in that case... I'm still choosing the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, Green Bay all the way in this one. You don't think Trubisky and gives them a fighting chance? I'd say over 44. I, I think Green Bay could throw up some points. Even though, I mean, that defense is playing really well. But, you know, I, I can see the Packers throwing up some points there. Well, I can't choose the Bears. Uh, but I'm staying away from the money line, the points, and the over-under I'd in this say one. 33-17, Packers. Interesting. You think the, the, the Bears defense is going to give up 33 points? A-A-Ron. Well, Devontae Adams can't be everywhere. <laughs> he can't clone himself and send him out. Uh, it's not living with myself on Netflix. <laughs> uh, next up, well, I'm going to take I'm going to take the uh, the Packers, but mm-hmm. I'm staying away from the lines on that one. Uh, next up, your game of the week. Uh, not really. The Seattle Seahawks at the Philadelphia Eagles. The Seahawks only favored by five and a half in Philly with an over under a 49. That line seems a little low. If only the fans were there to boo. If only <laughs> they have some boo, they they do queue up the I know, booth. But it should be louder because that's how bad the Eagles have been. I'm going to choose the Seahawks. They should have like someone one. with cannons full I, of I, batteries just shooting I, I them out of the. I can see some changes being made after this game because I see the Eagles being blown out in this one. I have, I I, I don't know. I just lost all belief in this team this year. There's no progression. They've looked actually worse as the as the season has progressed. Um, I see Seattle winning this one, and you know, good for Sonya. It's going to be another win. For By Seattle. how many you think? Um, it probably ten points. Really? Oh, it's a tough one. I'm going to take it on a teaser. I'm going to take the the Seahawks on a teaser. Tease that down to whatever that be, plus 0.5. And I'm going to tease the over down to 43. I think the Seahawks are going to win this game. But I don't know if they're going to win by five and a half in Philly. Seahawks do not have a particularly good track record flying east, especially to the northeast. And these types of games in cold weather. I think they will win, but I'd rather take it on a teaser than take it straight up. Friday, that's it for the week 12 picks. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben. Oh, geez. I just lost the, the agenda right here. Is our shot of the week. Oh, I can't wait. Hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our shot of the week. All right, and we are back with our shot of the week, which Ben has dubbed the Heinz Field Fury. And like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, as long as the Steelers remain undefeated and they remain hot as they have been, we're going to continue to drink these spicy shots that Ben loves. He loves the spicy I shots. I love those spicy not shots. Not the sweet ones with the... Uh, uh, Baileys. The Baileys and the coffee liqueurs and just the sugary sort of shots. Ben likes the heat. He likes it hot. And uh, let's do Arizona hot streak. Ben and 10 and 0. They've never been there before. They were never at 9 and 0. Yeah. I think what, exactly. 8 and 0. 8 and 0 was the, was the record. Was the best, best start for the Steelers. So it's definitely something to be excited about for not only Ben, but all Steelers fans out there. You know, congratulations for being 10 and 0. And it's looking like. If you ever play that game, it might be 11-0 for you, Ben. Yeah, it's up to Roger Goodell <laughs> what he decides. 
to have happen, but looks like we're going to play on Tuesday uh, as it stands right now. Uh, but Friday, I mean, they might need to rename Heinz Field to Sriracha Field <laughs> or Jalula Field uh, because that stadium is going to be uh, rocking. Tapatio Field. Yeah, they need they need something a little bit more spicy. Ketchup is a thing of the yeah, past, unless you're eating a hamburger. Well, I think they actually had, I'm not sure if they still have it, but they had the jalapeno ketchup flavor. Ooh, do they? That was It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean, I've had it. It was nice, spicy ketchup. I'm not sure if they still sell it at the stores, though. I hope I did so. grab it once off the uh, off the shelf, and it was delicious. Yeah, they might have to change the, the big logo that they have up there <laughs> yeah. with the little jalapeno pepper on the top of it. Fire. Because the Steelers are on fire. Patrick Mahomes is waiting in the playoffs. Yeah. But... Let's at not worry least, about that. At least for now, we're going to be happy. What's in this shop, Franny? In this shop, Ben, we have some Absolute Papar. That Ooh. Absolute Vodka so has a peppery flavor to it already. And mixed with that, we have the Bloody Mary Mix infused with Sriracha. And then on the rim, Ben, as always, you love the tahini. Yeah, love we the love tahini. to lick that off after taking these spicy shots. We'll see how spicy this one is. It sounds like it's going to be a little bit spicy. It looks like it might be a little clumpy. Yeah, well, well, I, well, we'll have to, we'll have to, we should probably get some sterno out here and just yeah, hold our shots over the sterno. Uh, but Frane does these, you know, he puts these shots together every single week for 98 yeah. episodes. I just wasn't inspired by anything. I just went to the store and I got the ingredients and I said, I'm going to try to make this as spicy as I can. And he, you know, last week we had a jalapeno in the shot. The week before that, we drank a jalapeno, we drank the shot out of a jalapeno. jalapeno. <laughs> so he's trying to outdo himself week after week. But please, fans of the show, give Franny a big shout out on Twitter at Gold Thirst, on Instagram at Thirst And. He puts these together every single week, and we will post a picture of the shot mm-hmm. uh, later this evening. Franny probably already posted it. Uh, not a, yet, actually. No, I did not, it, but I will. Uh, we'll post a picture of the shot, and he does this every single week, and they are amazing. Yes, they are. This is our I marquee. Hope this one is going to be amazing. We'll see. This is our marquee kind of nervous segment. <laughs> uh, you're nervous? I'm nervous. I, I don't know how it's going to taste with the sriracha mixed in there. It smells yeah. like a long plane flight. Oh, wow. <laughs> that has some spice to it. Wow, on the nose. All right. You want to do All it? Right, let's, let's All right. this thing. All right. Cheers, Ben. I'm, I'm cheers do, to you got to do it in one. Hey, to, uh, to the Steelers and to episode 100, 100. of Thurston Gold. All right. Here we go. Cheers. That's actually pretty nice. It's got some spice. Got some spice Ooh, on the finish. Actually, more. It's it's building. When it first went down, it didn't taste as spicy, but now it's coming. It's back coming. Up. It's coming back up. Ooh, what's at the bottom of that glass? Is that the <laughs> sriracha at the bottom? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Whoo! <laughs> My upper lip is sweating. My nose is sweating. Actually, mine too. Oh, I'm licking <laughs> off that tahini. <laughs> but that was good, though. It was actually better than I expected. Not overly spicy. But just spicy enough. And good for you, too. You got the Bloody Mary mix in there. Yeah. Got good the all-natural sriracha. It's good for your belly. And uh, the Absolute Papar, which is well-known, well-known uh, antibiotic. You know, it, <laughs> it, it cleanses your innards and cleans out your insides as it goes through. Mm-hmm. But that was, actually, that might, there was the one with the watermelon on it. Or not the watermelon. Was it watermelon? Uh, no, the watermelon one was the one last week where we had the jalapeno in it and we started choking on it. Um, and the week before that was the actual jalapeno. And then the week before that was a really good shot. It was the, um, I think it was the mango. Oh, the mango on the rim. 
Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, but it was a good one. I can't remember yeah, exactly. Yeah, that one was really was good. good. This one's one. right up there because this mm-hmm. one, it, it has some body to it with the Bloody mm-hmm. Mary mix. Mm-hmm. A little bit of tang from the alcohol with nice the absolute thick. papar. Nice and thick. And it has the tahine. And would you put lime or lemon or anything in here? Nothing in there. No. It, it, I feel like it tastes like you did. I think it's maybe the Bloody Mary mix already. So this is, this was an original. Uh, Franny, you got a little bit left in the bottom yeah, there. I see it. I see it. I see a little it. left in the bottom oh, there. All right. Fine. Yeah. Fine. I, was, I thought you wouldn't see it. <laughs> oh, that's the good stuff right there. Uh, that was thick and clumpy. Mm. Oh, man, that's good. That is really good. Uh, Steelers, please don't lose. Please don't lose. Better not. Not this week. Uh, Friday, on our Thurston Goal rating scale of zero being a shot of the worst, you know, a shot of uh, Rakia with <laughs> with jalapeno. Or just rum. In your case, Ben, rum. <laughs> rum. I think rum makes you gag. Actually, tequila alone makes you gag. Um, but uh, I would rate this a seven out of ten. I'm going to give it an eight. This mm-hmm. is this is really good. It's a good it's a good shot. Not overly spicy. It has a nice spicy finish, but it's like a different type of spice. It's like a, a peppery sort of spice yeah. to it. I mean yeah. that's a that's that's a good one. That yeah. one I think we can uh, patent pending Thurston Gold <laughs> Podcast. That's a really good shot. Uh but yeah, I'm gonna give that an eight at least. Franny's gonna give that one a seven. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, he does these he puts these together every single week, and it is not an easy feet to get all the ingredients for a different shot every single week and we bring these to you and we recommend them to you for your parties for your get-togethers for your social distancing zoom family you know whatever it is you're doing Mm -hmm. on zoom uh so please 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 give friday a shout out on uh instagram at thirstan and i'm Twitter at Gold Thirst. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week, which is from Hickory Hill. It is their single barrel rye whiskey. Ooh, a single barrel Last week we had a it was the Glen Ross. It was the Glen Ross uh, 12, I believe. And I think we had a bourbon. Did we have a bourbon a week before that? I think so. Yeah, it's been a little while since we've had a rye. And me and you, Ben, we love the rice. So what made you consider this Hickory Hill? Right. From, uh, I think um, it's Gulf Coast Distilleries uh, is the yeah. company that makes it. Well, the bottle is nice. So there's that. <laughs> but uh, it also did win some award. I think we came in third place at San Francisco uh, something awards. And, uh, you know, it came highly rated. So, you know, we'll give it a shot. All right, Franny. This is the Hickory Hill Single Barrel Rye Whiskey. This is from, I think it's Gulf Coast Distillers on the nose. It's a sweet, almost cloyingly sweet scent red fruits dominate as the first and main aroma that you're going to smell throughout which isn't necessarily a bad thing there's vanilla cupcakes and a little bit of butterscotch also on the nose but primarily the nose is absent of any oaky tannins for an aged bourbon like this on the palate in the mouth raspberries is the first fruit that comes rushing forward on the palate there's a sharp cinnamon prickle followed by lots of old dry oak Mm. literally the oak tastes a little bit like dust too but not too dusty as in the older bourbons from decades past there's some black and red licorice within then the fruit kinds of kind of melds together to remind the drinker of the taste of hawaiian punch interesting on the finish surprisingly short but there's lots of red fruits with the taste of 
oak. Mm-hmm. I'm sniffing it right now, Ben, and it smells delicious. I mean, this I'm thing, sniffing it right now. <laughs> I'm sniffing it right now, Ben. Sorry, I got to get that, that away from the, the Glenn Farkless. All right, cheers to you, Ben. Let's give us a sniff. Let's see what you smell. Let's uh, see what kind of uh, aromas come through. I'm getting the sweet. It is very sweet. It is very sweet. There's some slight cinnamon in there. A little bit of spice. Oh, I get the butterscotch. I oh, do man. get a little I mean, bit of that butterscotch. It smells, I mean, it smells delicious. Oh, my God. This is, I mean, it is very pastry-like in its aroma. But I'm not getting any of the woody, no wood smoke or, or yeah, oak or anything like that. that. I'm just getting the real... Nice fruitiness. There's the a nice bit of fruitiness, fruitiness and a little bit of like a, like a like a cognac sort of fruitiness. You get a ton of fruitiness on the nose. I mean, that's really nice. I mean, it almost smells like you don't want to drink. You just yeah. want to sniff it all night. It smells, but I want um, to drink it. Robust. Yeah, actually, that's that's yeah, that is true. Very robust. It's like I'm. You're Very, gonna that's, smell that's, me. That's a great description, Ben. Oh my god, that's good. Yeah, it, let's let's see how it tastes. Oh wow, that's nice. That is really nice. A little bit nice. sweet, a little bit spicy. It has that fruitiness to it, but then it finishes with that nice bit of um peppery and I don't know maybe some a little bit of cinnamon spice at the end of it as well, but it's like a nice a very nice spicy finish. I wish it maybe had just a little more spice for a it's, ride. It's a long spice. So, I mean, the mm-hmm. spice comes early and stays I, I disagree that the finish is short. It's it's mm-hmm. not that short. No. But it's a nice sweet and spice. I mean it's it's actually it's it's very interesting and it has a lot of legs, like you said. But I mean like it's it is even in your mouth it's robust. You know, it's I it's I mean it's like got this, a nice cottony not cottony, but a nice bold, soft, thick mouthfeel. Mm. That is really good. I mean, it, and and I mean, I get a little pastry? woodiness, a little bit, but not too much. I'm not getting much woodiness at all, actually. A it's just bit. a lot of you know, you get the nice fruitiness, a little bit of pastryness to it, and then that spicy finish on the uh, at the end. But I would want maybe just a little more spice on the end of it. But it's it's got a nice full from start to finish mm-hmm. flavor profile. No, I mean, it, it doesn't very enjoyable. It doesn't give you. A lot on the entry, nothing on the exit. I mean, it's it's full throughout. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the flavor is full throughout. I'm not mm-hmm. getting as much of the sweetness on the palate. I'm I'm actually getting quite a bit of sweetness on the entry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am. I'm I'm getting quite a bit of, of sweetness on the entry. Um, but then it sort of uh, it's subdued in the middle, and then sort of finishes, you know, with a little bit of spice. I would just want a little bit more of that. Oh, it's nice though. That actually mm-hmm. is really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's a very nice rye right there. I think we might have to keep that rye around. Oh, it's going to be around. <laughs> what? Oh, it's going to be around. It's not going anywhere. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to hear clink, 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 clink <laughs> as Franny's driving away tonight. No, I don't take them home with me. They they sort of just sit around and they just they continue to sit around for a while. We've we've had some there. We've had some in there for since we started the show. Actually, for you know, this is our hundredth episode. There are probably some for maybe the first or second or third show that are still sitting around there. Yeah, we should get some barrels. We should get some like uh, the barrel that I got you for for I don't know Christmas last year or year before. You sip on it 
And then, you know, well, you except just for the Isla. It, yeah. The, the Ardbegs don't stick around <laughs> yeah, very long. I drink those. Over here. I finished those. Yeah, those are gone. I, I finished those. You know, if it's an Isla, they are gone <laughs> within a few weeks. Yeah, that's but, true. But, you know, that's everything true. else sort of sits around waiting for us to drink it. But, um, no, this, this is a very good offering from uh, from Hickory Hill. Ben, where would you rate this? That's you, a good you point. Always, you that's always a, ask me. That's a good point, though. You, you, you say, like, what, you know, I always say I like the bourbons, I like the rice, but, but, the evidence is the, to the contrary. Yeah, because all the <laughs> all the things that we've tasted that are in there, almost all of the islas are gone. The like yeah. a is gone. All the Arbegs are gone. The Port Charlotte is gone. The Balmoray. The Balmoray is gone. Yeah. The, the yeah. So uh, every, clearly, every, I'm yeah. impartial or partial <laughs> to the uh, to the islas. To the, yeah, those are gone pretty quickly. All right, a few I weeks. would. Uh, I would give this. For a rye, I'd probably give it a seven. Yeah, I was gonna. I, I would, you know, I would give it an eight. Ooh, I, I, yeah, I, a little I, bit I, higher. Yeah, I would. I, would I, 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 I feel I like enjoy, I'm missing a little bit of the bite. Like I, a little I, bit more. Punch. I wish I had a little bit more spice. There's a nice bit of spice there. I wish I had a little bit more. If I had just a bit more, then I would probably give it a ten. But the fact that it is missing that little bit of spice on the finish, uh, or a little bit more spice on the finish, it does have some. But I wish I had more. Then uh, you know, I'd give it a ten. But in this case. An eight. It is a solid offering, and I don't really remember the price. I think it was around forty dollars, I believe, somewhere around there. Um, but for the price and the flavor, I'd say eight is very fair. All right, you want to give this Glenn Farkless a rating? The Glenn, the Glenn Farkless. The Glenn, hey. I'm not going to try. Hey, hey, all Glenn my accents Farkless. are Irish. Hey, the Glenn Farkless, 21 years old. Uh, <laughs> Mine is all Peaky Blinders. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it is, it is, it is extremely smooth. And it has that little bit of spice on the finish. There's not a ton of flavor, though, on the entry. But as far as just the ability to drink it and easily, it is probably one of the more drinkable, easy-to-down scotches than anything else that we've had. Um, I would also give the Glen Farrakis, I would give it about an 8. Where would you rate this, Ben? I think I should rate it higher. <laughs> But there's something about it that wants me to make it or give it about a seven. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I expected more. I, I think because of the price range, uh, you know, the difference between the Glen Farkless and the Hickory Hill and how much flavor you get from the Hickory Hill and from the Glen Farkless, um, I, I think it really depends on your mood and when you're drinking it, why you're drinking it. Um, you know, if you're sitting back after a long day of work and you just want to down a lot of alcohol without a lot of burn, you know, that Glenn Farkless goes down so easily. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, it's something that can let you unwind and relax. And, um, you know, if it was a little bit lower in price, you'd probably rate it higher, but since it is a little bit yeah. higher in price, well, you know, you that is the price point. a, a, that little, is bit, the price a point. little bit more, um, but. Yeah, I'd say I'd say eight for both the the, the Hickory Hill and for the Gun Farkless. Yeah, I just I feel like I'd like a little bit more Christmas. <laughs> uh, maybe the alcohol content's a little low. Maybe yeah. oh, it's forty three percent, so it's not that low. I you know, just I feel like it's missing something. Yeah, like yeah. a little bit more flavor, a little bit more something on the finish. Mm -hmm. Maybe, but I just I I can't go as high as an eight. I'm going to give it a seven. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's my own. Credit card. <laughs> Credit card disappointment. 
in in a hundred thirty dollar bottle, not yeah. tasting a little bit better than this. But you did lose a bet, and uh, you know you, you were going to get me a uh, moderately priced scotch. As it is, this is not moderate. This is higher. Uh, but you know, let's say you were to get you know something between thirty and forty dollars. You just you know you spend about a hundred dollars more. <laughs> But episode 100, that was, you know, yeah. this is supposed to be our celebratory. Yeah, I know, but this is something that, it, this will definitely disappear, though. This, I think the Glenn Farkless 21 will disappear quicker than the Hickory Hill. Uh, you think, well, because you're going to drink it. Well, I think because you're going to drink it post-production. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, but the Islas are the best for me. Franny likes the scotches, the more Spayside scotches. Well, it's the Highland, but, you know. Or the Highland you know, scotches. Smooth. Smooth, smooth. A little bit of spice on the finish. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the week from Angel City. And I'm going to grab that from the cooler. All right, let's do it. We'll be right back with our beer review of the week. All right, and we are back with our beer of the week. And Ben, it is very local. It is from Angel City Brewery. It is their IPA. Here in Los Angeles, California. And what a great name, Angel City. Yeah, the story of their IPA. Even before their brewery in the Arts District of Los Angeles officially opened its doors, they worked tirelessly testing different recipes and styles, looking for the perfect beer. That's kind of like us, Ben. Yeah. What do we brew? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we have three very solid brews to our name. Yes, we do. So far, just so you know, we have the seventh round, IPA, IPA. the sixth round, Hefeweizen, and the fifth round. <laughs> you had to think about that one for a second. <laughs> Am I counting down? As the American cream ale. And all three were very, very good. You took some with you. Did you, uh, did you let... Anybody taste uh, yeah, those? at work, uh, everybody has enjoyed the uh, fifth round American cream ale. I mean, everybody's loved it. I mean, it, it's 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 refreshing. It's crisp. It's clean, and it is well. It's it's fresh. I mean, because we didn't brew it that long ago, and uh, you know, so I've I've had a few folks try that and the half and the IPA, and and every single one has received high ratings. And all of that thanks to Franny's amazing dedication to cleanliness. Uh, making sure that all of our implements are clean. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're going to brew a fourth round. Saison. Saison. Yeah. Sometime. Uh, soon enough. Soon enough. <laughs> uh, but we will we'll be. We'll find a date for that. Rolling that out. Uh, they gave this to the people of Los Angeles. It needed to be approachable, well-rounded, and bold. Something that would best describe the city that they called home, that we call home. Uh, they saw Bloomfest, an annual arts district celebration honoring Joel Bloom, the unofficial mayor of the arts district in downtown Los Angeles, as the perfect opportunity. Sounds like the appropriate name. To sample <laughs> the beers that they had been testing out in the tanks within their community. They brought five different beers to the event. Test B, a wit beer. Test C, an alt beer. And test E, an East Coast IPA. Test F, a West Coast <laughs> IPA and a white ale. They let the people vote, and at the end of the event, they had a clear winner. Test F, the West Coast, I the West Coast IPA, dude. <laughs> the West Coast IPA. They refined their recipe and perfected the style to give their new flagship beer the spotlight it deserved. 
And just like that, Angelino IPA was born. Over the years, the name has shifted, now known solely as Angel City IPA, an IPA made for the people of Los Angeles. Uh, it's made for us, Ben. Ah, well, we have to like it then. Beautiful green can, beautiful Far green can. Far removed from crying under that tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was, where's my Pabst? Where's my, where's, the, there's no Pabst? What was that green one? What was the green one? <laughs> oh, Genesee, Genesee. Where's my Genesee? <laughs> where's my Genesee? Uh, the style is IPA. The alcohol by volume, a low 6.1 for an IPA. Thanks the, for sharing your feelings, by the way, Ben. Yeah, <laughs> Well, it was a very sad. I mean, yeah, but, uh, you know, you, you made the right choice, you know, venture out here to the West Coast. Oh, know. for sure. I'm married. I have a home. I have a decent job. <laughs> a I have great. I have great friends, <laughs> a great podcast. So clearly I made the right decision. Uh, the IBU 65, ooh, Franny's going to be disappointed. might not be as bitter as you might want. Uh, and but it is comes, it crisp? That's, that's what I'm That's going to be the question. Uh comes in six packs, 12 packs in 16-ounce cans as well as on draft. But look at that bottle. Or the can. That, no, that's yeah. a really no, nice can. Yeah, that is a nice can. I mean, actually, all their all their color. I mean, all their cans are sort of uh, uh, have you know different colors for different varieties of beer, and a very nice logo with the little angel sitting on top of the lettering right there. Very yeah, nice. we have a couple, at least two really great breweries. Uh, well, probably three. Mm-hmm. We have Angel City. We have Golden Road, Golden which makes Road. really really to, good beer. We really have to. Well, when once you know, COVID sort of disappears well i mean we have to definitely you know sit down at that brewery it's That's, it's very yeah. nice i've been there once before they have great good food. food yeah good food and good beer and we uh we tried the san fernando brewing company yeah the el segundo uh, el segundo oh, I, another sure great the, one the 818 you know they have the 818 yeah. out here too i mean it's that's right down the road over here and uh, also very good beers we did sample one of theirs on our show too yeah i mean i think we are blessed here in los mm-hmm. angeles yeah, but bro, what about San Diego? Bro, no, shout San out, Diego, bro. bro. They only make like a high, high <laughs> IPA with like a a lot of bitterness and yeah, a lot of fruitiness. Bro. But dude, but they don't deserve it, dude. In LA, where the people are real, we deserve it, man. Are they really real? More so than San Diego, bro. <laughs> I think San Diego. No offense, San Diego, San Diegans. <laughs> well, you know, we love San Diego. Don't get me oh, wrong. Of course, San Diego is a nice. You want to nice smell town. this? Give it a nose That's, test. Cheers to you, Ben. Ooh, there's the hop. I love the smell of hop in the morning. Oh, it's got a nice citra hop fla- uh, scent. That's oh, a nice strong, it, nice it, clean. It, it just pierces the nose with that citru- with the citrusy notes as well. It's uh, clean but, though. Nice yeah, clean yeah. nose. Yeah. Let's give it a shot. Ben. All right, let's give it a shot. Ooh, that's good. That is actually really good. That's actually would want a little bit more Christmas. You know what? It doesn't have as much Christmas, but the sharpness. (laughs) (laughs) But the sharpness. There's like there's like a piercing sharpness. I'm not sure if it's like the hop or whatever it is, but it's like that. It has a nice sharp finish that i do enjoy that's really good but does it overcome the lack of crispness i don't know you know as as the carbonation is right it's got no shortage of carbonation which is usually that's where good you get no, that that's good that just makes you go you know that's that uh, where it makes you it's really good your lips pop that is actually that's what i'm looking for that's what i want in ipa right there it's got not only crispness 
but sharpness. It's got a wetness. Mm-hmm. It's also got a wetness. It's not too dry. Sometimes yeah, no. they're a little bit dry. Yeah, there's a slight bit of dryness right on the finish. If you let it linger for long enough, there's a bit of dryness there. But it's got the sharpness. It's got the crispness. That is a good IPA. Ooh, Franny, you like this one. I do. It passes your test. It passes my test. What do you think, Ben? I wish it had a little bit more bitterness, <laughs> but it's clean. It's it's crisp. <laughs> it does. It, again, a minute. It has a little. It lacks a little bitterness. Yeah, but I. But if it, had, it has a slight tinge of bitterness to it, but if it had more, then it would have less of that sharp finish to it. And Probably. I like that sharp punch you in the mouth. I'm an IPA. Go down. Bring you back for some more. Yeah, six point one. This is probably and it's not very. I mean, the alcohol content is not high for an IPA. I mean, usually they're what around seven percent, eight percent. Yeah, maybe. even more. Yeah. Uh, this... Whereas this one is, I like it. This is nice, and the color is is a nice. It has a little bit of haziness to it. Um, and nice legs. Yeah, it's almost like um, like a very dark yellow pea. <laughs> Like uh, when you haven't had can enough. Can I have a piece of pee? It, it can I have a piece of pee. No, it's like it looks like when you didn't have enough to drink during the day. Like if you were, have you have you haven't been hydrated throughout the day? And then Friday like, spends most of his days roofing. Yeah. <laughs> they, get, they give him a. They give him one. They give him one. 13, 16 ounce bottle of water and they and he roofs all day. Well, occasionally you get stuck with patients and you can't go to you can't run to the bathroom. And then once you get to the bathroom after not drinking a lot throughout the day, it comes out in that sort of color where it's like that sort of gold, yellow, you know, sort of darker sort yeah. of, you know, urine color. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, or you like someone like about. me who stays in with the who haze. stays in the optimum. You get the haze. Who stays in your unit for <laughs> four hours trying to pick out a pair of glasses. <laughs> <laughs> or when you have a corneal abrasion. Yeah. There's that too. <laughs> yeah, there's that too. But I left and they were like, who was that guy? And why was he here for three hours? <laughs> well, you know, well, they they thought you were a special someone. <laughs> yeah. Which you are a special someone, Ben. I was. But, I was. Uh, yeah. But they were using special in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was a long time. Um, but no, it, it's it's a dark, hazy sort of yellow gold sort of color, almost like urine. But it is, uh, I like it though. This is a very nice IPA. Yeah, I mean, I think this is something, and, and it's easy to drink. Yeah, very, very easy. easy to drink. Yeah, very easy. Uh, very summery, mm-hmm. warm weather kind of IPA. Yeah. Probably could drink it in the like wintertime. The stout it was a stout that we had last week from uh, from um, Eistock, the Doppelbach. That. Is a thick, dark, chocolatey, you know, winter beer. Yeah, you know yeah, when yeah. when when you know. Well, we I mean, obviously that's in, for in an Arctic well, excursion. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, here maybe in L.A., you know, you don't enjoy it as much, but you know, in those cold winter months around other parts of the country around the world, that's what you want to drink. But in the summertime, this IPA, or even tomorrow. I mean, tomorrow's gonna be about eighty degrees. Tomorrow, yeah. this is you know, you drink this after you mow the lawn, or you know, maybe you might mow the lawn. I don't know, Ben. Actually, uh, did. actually, it looks like you did the lawn. I mean, the yeah. yard looks pretty nice. Uh, but this is this is a nice, crisp, oh, sharp sure. IPA with um with the it has some citrusy notes to it. Not yeah. overly powered, you know, with the citrusy notes. Um, but not good. This is good. I like it. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, it, it meets my standards. Yeah, Angel City. I mean, it's a great brewery. Mm-hmm. I mean, a really really. I think, I think they actually brewery. they grow their own uh, hops on the roof. Actually, yep. I think they yeah. So, and we're gonna take a tour. 
after, nice. uh, you know, yeah. whenever Roger Goodell tells the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens they can play a game. Or when COVID-20 ends and COVID-21 begins. <laughs> <laughs> COVID-21. Yeah, well, this will be like a running... Or COVID-19, COVID-20, COVID-21. Whatever allows for Whatever telework COVID for is... the longest period of time, <laughs> I am all for that. Right. Mean, this is not too far from where you work, right, Ben? Oh, yeah. It's right, yeah, da- yeah, it's right downtown, yeah. right in the fashion district. Yeah. And Golden Road also, you know, not too far. Yeah, out uh, in uh, Glendale border, sort of, you know. Yeah, right down the five. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful brewery. It's a nice, yeah, it's a nice place to hang out. What would you give this, Ronnie? Yeah, I'll give us a nine. This is a nine. I, re- I really do enjoy this IPA. This is a good one. Really? Mm-hmm. A nine? A nine. Ooh, this is a tough one. It's got the flavor. It's got a great nose. Uh, let's open one more. <laughs> and those aren't sound effects, people. <laughs> That's Ben pouring <laughs> from the can as we speak. I'll give it an eight. It's up there. Yeah. But it, it's, it's just, it's missing something. Missing a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a really, really good choice for mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely. I would recommend it to anyone. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben. Our housekeeping to finish up the show. <sighs> Only two hours <laughs> oh, and man. 11 minutes in. Yeah, people yelling in their car, finish already. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we are Thirsty Gold Podcast, a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head to our website at thirstygold.buzzsprout.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. Check out all the show notes. We get links to all of the stories that we cover, all of the browns, the bourbons, the scotches, the ryes that we review, as well as the beers and the IPAs and the hefts and all of them. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe. You can download our show and leave a review. How many stars on the review, Friday? Five stars naturally, Ben. Yes, on that, especially on Apple Podcasts. Smash it, step on it, pound it. Give us a five-star review. You can email us at podcastthirstygoal at gmail.com. You can call us at the phone number listed in the show notes if you have a recommendation or a question you'd like answered on the show. Nobody calls us. Well, yeah. I've called you. (laughs) You've called me. It still works. The number works. Yeah, I think calling in is like a... Yeah, it's, it's like, like something from the eighties or nineties. Yeah. Now they just tweet you. Yeah. And we get you know, we get our yeah, tweet us. Our fans, you know, send us on Twitter. Don't at me. No, at me. Actually at me. Yeah. <laughs> at me at me at on our Twitter account, which is mine. You can tell we're we're older. Yeah, yeah you can you exactly. can tell we're 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 definitely not Please um millennials. Call me on the landline. I yeah. uh, on our Twitter account at Goal Thirst and on Friday's amazing. Instagram account at Thurstan and check out all the photography and all of the Browns, the beers and the beverages that we review as long as also the shots. Uh, Franny, anything else to add before we finish up Nothing tonight? Nothing to add, Ben, except for thank you, everybody, so very much Episode for listening. 100. Can you believe it? I still can't. All right. Hold tight, everybody. We're checking out. <laughs> hold tight.